film. My name is Harvey. My name is Thomas. My name is Sean. <sighs> My name is Steve. God. We're coming in there super lazy. Uh, today we've got a review of Vice, and uh, we're also going to be talking about our 10 favorite movies of 2018. This is it. Since uh, we're actually recording on uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah. This is the <clears> biggest <throat> episode of the year. Let's get that energy up, guys. Come on. We, we actually... I, think, I think the biggest episode of the year is Oscar episode. No, I think this is more important. Because yeah. yeah. that's uh, their I think, decision. I think this, this is, is our decision. We actually did this uh, one year ago around this time. Yeah. yeah. Had this discussion. <laughs> or just did this. Yeah, we did this I like episode. That, I like that we're doing it on the last day of the year, too. We did it last time, too. Did we? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. We're Sick. We're also going to talk about some movies that we've watched during the week. Uh, we're going to skip talking about each other's weeks, right? Yeah, we got a yeah. lot to get to um, today. I think with movies and, and uh, top ten lists, we're going to... So my trip to Florida like- was really entertaining. I don't know if you guys want to kind of just really dive into that at all. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it afterwards. Oh, yeah. a- yeah. oh yeah, we're going to we'll, do a bonus, we'll, bonus episode. Yeah, we'll okay. tack it. Okay, cool. tack Thanks, it man. We'll do an after credits story. <laughs> you have to wait in dead silence. <laughs> Come on. Do the right film after dark. After yeah. dark. Ooh. Great, yeah. Um, I said we get into it. Okay. Um, I don't know who lost the game last week. Was there a game last Sean week? Sean lost twice in a row. He yeah, twice in a row. He has two movies. I remember he owed me a movie. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, Harvey. He didn't watch it. I owed you a movie, and I didn't review it last week because you weren't here. I mean, okay. Well planned. There's, there's no precedent for that, but yeah, okay. Well, there is precedent. I mean, I can't talk about a a, a black exploitation film without. A black person here, right? It would just be racist. Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I was just lazy. I didn't watch it. But I did watch it this week. Okay. Cool. Uh, so I'm going to burn through these. I hope you guys don't mind. Uh, I watched a lot of movies this week. But the first movie that I had, I had lost or lost to uh, was Black Dynamite. <laughs> this is, um, I guess I wasn't prepared for this, but what, what year did this come out again? 2009, right? Yeah, I think 2009. Very recently. Yeah. <clears throat> what it is is like a homage to 70s uh, black exploitation films. Uh, the synopsis goes: Black Dynamite is the greatest African American action star of the 1970s. When his only brother is killed by the man, it's up to him to find justice. This is uh, directed by Scott Sanders, written by Michael Jai White, starring uh, Michael Jai White. That's Black Dynamite. Yeah. We have fucking Arsenio Hall, which I didn't recognize at all. The, it's a, I think there's a lot of people in that cast, yeah, actually. Yeah. We got Tommy Davidson. Yeah. His character name is uh, Cream Corn. <laughs> I actually had Cream Corn for the first time earlier this week. That's How weird. How was it? It's fitting. Oh, you didn't like it? Yeah, it looked like somebody corn, like chewed up corn and put it back in. Yeah, can. I'm not a fan it's of Cream gross. Corn. It's like regurgitated corn. We bought it by accident. But continue. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, so right off the actually, bat. I just want to know one thing, actually. What's that? About the cream uh, corn? No. I just oh. want to, can you dig it? <laughs> Isn't it Booker T? There's some, there's some great lines in this movie. Um, who sings that? Or who says that? I don't, some I don't wrestler. Know. Booker T, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, so eventually you... Towards the beginning of the film, you find out this guy gets killed. Um, it's his brother. And uh, the word gets back to him, and he has to seek vengeance upon the person who killed his brother. Because he made a promise uh, to his mom on her deathbed um, 
that she, he wouldn't let his, his little brother get involved with drugs or get murdered. He's like, I promise. He's involved with drugs and he gets murdered. <laughs> Terrible promise keeper. Uh, <laughs> the flashback is just like, is literally exactly what yeah. they said. There's no like nothing new to the flashbacks. We didn't need it, but it's so funny the way There's a lot of those flashbacks. Like yeah, that. a lot of flashbacks like that. This this kind of reminds me of a. I wouldn't say it's like Kung Pao, but it's it's parody in the sense that it's definitely a parody film. Yeah. Not of a, of a specific film, but just kind of a amalgam of of all these different things like seventies kung fu and also. Like crime thriller black exploitation. I like that it's never like disrespectful towards those films either. It kind of makes fun of it while also paying um, homage to it at the same time. Yeah, it's not like Kung Pao in the sense that it's like all like dick jokes and stuff. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there's this particular, <laughs> but the part that I laughed the most at in this film, there's a scene where Black Dynamite is having a threesome. Uh, he's got these three beautiful women in bed. They're laying three next to each other. She's talking after they have sex, and he's putting on his watch and his suit. And uh, he's like, shh, be quiet. You're going to wake the other bitches up. And it pans down to more bitches in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> They're sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good shit. That's good shit. I, I, I enjoyed this movie. I laughed quite a bit. Um, I don't know. I feel like I this is Harvey is the king of giving movies that I just can't rate. What's up with that, Harvey? I don't know. Trent, what was the last one you gave me? I just couldn't rate it. Like it just it feels. I think it was Red Belt, wasn't it? Yeah, it might have been that one. I could have rated that one though. Uh, but anyways, yeah, this movie's hilarious, and I don't know. I had a lot of fun with that. I mean, I guess out of like my personal enjoyment while I watched it, I rate that four stars um that shit's funny man it's a funny movie it is <laughs> but uh there's another movie that i lost too it's called uh thumb sucker you guys aware of this movie yeah okay sean gave me thumb sucker because he loves giving both of you love giving me 16 millimeter early 2000s uh indie films that's what they uh that's that's their bread and butter that's their bread and butter i actually forgot i gave you this movie yeah don't this was um, directed by Mike Mills. Um, Meek Mills? No, not Meek Mills. It's his arch nemesis. Uh, it, it's actually written and directed. Adapted from a novel. And it uh, stars Lou Taylor Pucci, who you may know from Spring. Maybe, what, 10 years later? Uh, Tilda Swinton. You got Vincent D'Onofrio. And uh, I like Keanu Reeves. I like all those people. You got Keanu Reeves. All of those and people? I'm and I'm not done. We got Benjamin Brad, but I'm not done. We got Vince Vaughn. Got yeah, Vince I like Vaughn. all those people. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so the synopsis for this is uh, Justin throws himself and everyone around him into chaos when he attempts to break free from his addiction to his thumb. Now this is a strange synopsis because there's a lot more to this movie, I think, than a kid trying to stop sucking his thumb in his teenage years. You know. Um. Essentially, um, this movie's got a uh, very singular tone, I think, and it kind of just rides on that the whole movie. Um, it kind of reminded me of 
Squid and the Whale without any humor, if you can imagine that. Um, essentially, the, the main character kind of reminds me of a more vulnerable version of, of Jesse Eisenberg's character in Squid and the Whale. And uh, he, uh, he he's kind of just going through life, um, trying to figure out his adolescence and you know, figure out why he's just so bad at focusing on things and why he sucks his thumb. Uh, he calls his parents by their first name, by their request, because they want they want to feel younger, which is weird. <laughs> and uh, yeah, overall, the movie is a bit too dry for me. I think that one singular tone kind of, I don't know. It's just I just didn't like the kid either, and I think it doesn't necessarily uh, detract from the movie itself. It's not a bad movie, uh, just personally. That kid is just a little shit, you know. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that kid, his character, not the actor. Uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it though, sort of. I it felt super long, and it was an hour and a half. Yeah, I, I think it's just because of that that tonal thing. Um, right. I remember when this movie came out, it was this huge hit in the indie world. Hmm. It's like won a ton of awards. People were talking about it. And uh, I caught it around that time period, and I did like it. Though that was a long time ago, so I don't remember too much, though. It may or may not hold up for you. I don't know. Probably won't. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, I'd probably give it a three. Okay. I just, yeah, that, that kid, he's just, uh, yeah. just a little little shithead. Um, yeah, I, I guess um, I'll mention two other movies I watched. That's how many movies I watched this week, which is... Unheard of. Four? Yeah, plus, five, plus Vice, so five. Oh. Um, anyways, I, I got around to... Uh, I tried to get like one or two more 2018 like highly anticipated films that I missed. I didn't get to see any of the ones I wanted to see, like Shoplifters, Beale Street Could Talk, uh, Green Book. I didn't see any of those. <laughs> Instead, I stayed home because MoviePass wasn't working for me. And I watched Eighth Grade... <clears throat> and uh yeah, I don't know. I'm not really gonna talk about it. I think I'll just write a letterbox review to save time. But I will say eighth grade was a very good movie. I love Bo Burnham and I, I think his natural um like uh ability to handle the awkward situations of eighth grade. It it, it takes place in modern day eighth grade, but it still reminds me so much of when I was in eighth grade. And he does such a, a fucking good job with it. And you could tell that he's still a boy, you know, Bo Burnham. Like, you could still, he, he still has those those ideas, you that know? childlike wonder. Yeah. Even, he could sit on a panel with, like, fucking Jerry Seinfeld and all these other comedians, which I've seen him do on that one show, and just make all them laugh and, like, have an adult conversation. But he, he also understands eighth graders. Which none of those guys as comedians would be able to do, you know? And I, I really like him for it. But yeah, it, it was very good. I'd give that a four. Definitely a very enjoyable film. And cringeworthy awkwardness. Oh, no, I can't do that. My heart Cringeworthy. Would stop. My heart would stop. I believe Harvey saw it. I'll have to check this one out. It's very good. Uh, I watched the one that everyone's talking about. Um, I'll probably just copy and paste. I had like eight people tell me on Facebook that 
I need to watch it or ask me if I watched it to hear my thoughts. Um, and I was like, what the fuck is this bird box movie? There's memes everywhere. It's just, <laughs> there's some good ones. There's some good ones. There's like one of Sandra Bullock in a blindfold. And it's like a picture of me when I use my debit card. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> um, Did you see the Ninja Turtle one? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> I'll have to look that up. But anyways, uh Bird Box, I had some thoughts about it. Overall I gave it like a light three. Um I do not think it is a groundbreaking fucking as uh Shawlings call them sensory horror movies or whatever. Um I don't think it does a lot of new things and, and, and whatnot. Uh I think there's a lot of good tension in the movie, but it has this weird John Malkovich in it. John yeah, Malkovich is playing like this this B movie actor fucking like like one dim- it up. one di- dimensional character is weird. Yeah. Anyways, I'll post my thoughts on Letterbox and on, on Facebook. They're already there if you have me on Facebook. But like 3, not a terrible movie, but not worth the People are, it's not the get out of Netflix. Relax. Relax. I think A Quiet Place is a better movie. Yes, I agree. I would agree with that, too. Did you see Bird Box? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does not merit people telling uh, me it's one of the greatest things Netflix ever released. Really? Cause that's oh, that's a, you know, it's that's funny. Weird. Like, I guess I, I'm not hearing any of that. I'm hearing Yeah, I, I don't even have social media, and I, I've seen it. I don't know yeah. who's Do saying it? it's yeah. great. Well, I've seen like people going crazy over it, yeah. Because the overall reviews are not good. Well, those are the reviews from the... Snobs like us, but know. you know I I'm saw a man the trailer. Of the people, I was just Sean. like, I was like, no, nah, I'm not watching this shit. I don't got time for it. I'm a man of the people. I listen to the average folk. Yeah, I, wanna, I had to watch it to see what the hype was. I suppose from like the memes. That's oh. the equivalent of me. Like, oh, I'm gonna hear you. I'm a politician. Oh, you want free health care? I'll look into it. Yeah, free health care sucks. You guys don't want that. <laughs> like that's essentially what what I'm doing. No, uh, but that's all I watched. That movie didn't pique my interest at all. Well, you weren't curious just to see? No. Yeah, when people like... When I only Bright... watch it because of the memes. Yeah, I mean, same. Uh, Bright came out. It was very similar. Uh, people were talking about it a lot. I think... Uh, I don't know. I think there's a number of reasons. I think it being a decent Netflix movie kind of catapulted it like into that uh, into that realm and why people are going crazy over it. I think that it has, like, bigger stars than people normally see on uh, Netflix yeah, films. Netflix, a.k.a. Sandra Bullock. And I think it's, like, really accessible. It's not a... Uh, I know people kind of turn their noses up for, uh, like, highbrow, like, horror, like, that uh, the critics love. Like, the average Joe usually doesn't like that. I think this one is super accessible in terms of what it presents. Oh, I agree. I understand why people like it in theory. Yeah. Um, but it's clear that, well... Here I go offending people again. Yeah. But um I think there's better stuff out there and I think if you if you watched more you you'd find that this movie it's not doing much. It's funny that people that everyone's going crazy over it and Roma is also on Netflix and no one does. Well, Roma is not there's accessible. Well, listen then. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm speaking it, for the average Joe. That one's black and white. It looks kind of boring. <laughs> looks like people just sit around and talk all the time. I don't want to watch that. Yeah, it's got subtitles too. You got subti- I got to read? No, I'm good. No, there's no, there's, there's no talking. There's a lot of, um, I won't say, but. If you do know Spanish, though. It'll I mean, yeah, at that point, yeah, you're good. But, yeah. uh, who wants to uh, who wants to talk next? I'll go next. Uh, so, yeah, I watched Bird Box as well. Uh, similar thoughts. 
think I liked it maybe a little bit less. I did give it a two and a half. Uh, I think my biggest complaint is that uh, there's so many missed opportunities. I think the like the setup of the movie is good. I I don't mind the structure and the way they tell the story. I don't like that at all. But actually, that's what I mean by missed opportunity. There there could have been a really good twist that I was trying to calculate in my head how it was going to end, but it ended very very unoriginal. They could have done something to where, I mean, I shouldn't say it, but they could have done something to where that whole segment that intercut could have not been or that could have played into her worst fear and what we got was just the the six years prior story as the main storyline or the real storyline yeah they were trying to do this into the wild timeline i i didn't think it was working i think it took away from the story well, that's what i meant i thought it could have worked if it was a, a bigger twist or if there was a twist really wasn't mm-hmm. there was no twist in the movie to what they were building to but what i meant was uh, uh by um missed opportunities they could have done a lot with scares, which they really didn't do anything at all with it. They could have done a lot with darkness, like complete darkness, instead of just like the light uh, shining through like the the fucking band, the bands around their eyes and shit. But they, yeah, they missed a lot of opportunities with pure scare that I thought, all, like for example, Quiet Place had or yeah. Don't Breathe or, but, or but even also, Hush. But what, what A Quiet Place did so well was ground you with the, these characters mm-hmm. and... Like, I'm just tired of, like, in 2018, we don't need an ocean of uh, stupid characters. Like, they're they're in this house. You have Machine Gun Kelly in the movie. And he goes, uh, we are so fucking fucked. And it's just, like, all these like, little character side stories that we just don't need. Honestly, right, well, I, though, that, that's probably the worst aspect of the movie. Those yeah, character I'd, tropes I'd, everybody be, I'd be fine with just Sandra Bullock and the, and the, the children. Just wait. Machine Gun Kelly's in this? Yes, dude. It's awful. I gotta go see it now. Well, he was in a movie last year that I liked a lot. Uh, Nerve. He plays a character. Oh, yeah, there. yeah. I like Nerve, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, I thought it was kind of a waste of a premise. With the, I, had, I think it had a really good premise. Like, this, the idea behind the whole thing is interesting. Um, two and a half. And uh, anybody else want to go next? Uh, oh, just so you're done? With Burt Box. Oh, do you have anything else? Dish them all out. All right, so what else? Rapid Fire, man. I know you watched like 20 movies this week. Rapid Fire. I'll uh, talk about um, Tyrell. Okay. Um, Tyrell is directed by, uh, I believe his name's Sebastian. Never even heard of this. Really? No. Uh, It was it was playing IFC for a while. Yeah, it was directed by Sebastian. Who goes to IFC? He's uh, no, you might know him from um, from doing uh, Magic Magic, Crystal Fairy and the Magical Cactus, uh, both with Michael Cera. Crystal Fairy's great. Yeah, Michael Sarah is in this as well. Uh, our lead is Jason Mitchell, who you, who you may know from um, e- as Easy E and Straight Outta Compton. Oh, okay. So he's the title character. We also have Christopher Abbott. We have it has a great cast. It has a cast of people you would love to go into the woods with and have a good time. That's all I was thinking about the whole time. So we have uh, Christopher Abbott, who you may know from Girls. He was also in um, uh, A Quiet Comes Place. Night. Mm-hmm. Or no, no, It Comes at Night. Yeah, same shit. Uh, we have Caleb, Caleb Landry Jones. He was great in this movie as well. We have Michael Sarah. Um, we have the guy that was in. Uh, his name is Michael Zagan. He was in uh, Francis Ha as the guy as as one of the roommates who keeps saying undateable. Yeah, do you know who that guy is? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I feel like you're gonna keep going on. You're gonna be like my cousin was in this movie. Uh, Harvey so, was in this movie for five seconds. So I'm doing re- real quick off topic of doing some like just background information from this movie. I found a great photo of Michael Sarah with facial hair. <laughs> it's amazing. <Yeah. laughs> 
It doesn't look real. <laughs> Google Michael Cera facial hair 2018. It does not look real. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, Tyrell's a. What I'll give, I, I feel like the entire movies could me describing could be a plot point to where uh, you should go in blind. I wouldn't say this movie totally blind, and the way to sell this movie is kind of like very, very mysterious, and I want to keep it that way. But I will give my thoughts on the actual movie without giving away the plot. Uh, they go into the woods, uh, not really the woods, but they go up to like three hours north of uh, Brooklyn, some part of maybe like west north of Westchester or Mount Vernon, some shit like that. And they go to this friend's house, and they're having a good time. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of uh, weird, awkward moments because uh, Tyrell being the only black guy in the group, there's that potential uh, awkwardness of him or one of the guys saying something racial or just he just doesn't understand like their jokes about being black or the games they play. Are, it's just basically uh, a black person going into the like a cabin house with a mostly white strangers and you're putting yourself in that shoe and it's a bit awkward there's a lot of tension but the movie unfolds in this very subtle palpable way that i really enjoyed and i think a lot of people would like this movie it's a very easy watch it, the movie itself seems like an experiment like a improvised experiment that was very successful and um you should rent it for 5.99 on uh amazon i think it's a good watch i'll give it a shot yeah i think you would like it um it reminds me of something uh, the Duplass brothers would do. That's dude. That's the exact vibe I was getting from the trailer. Yeah, it's um, just like it's a good it's time. Man. It's, that's how it describes it. It's a really good time with some hidden tension. Yeah, I feel like how the actors they chose, they didn't choose just like any Joe Schmo off the fucking street. They yeah. chose these people because I think they're good at these like all these all these actors that all the films they've been in previously. It was just a lot of like dialogue heavy you yeah. know, scenes. So I feel like they chose them for a reason. Right. So this movie does have something yeah. that I haven't felt in a movie probably um, e- either in a long time or just not in recent memory at all. But um, there is a there is a good portion of the movie where he's totally fucked up from drinking. And the way that they set up the scene and the way that they're interacting with each other and the way that he acts physically drunk, you almost feel that you're in this very hungover drunken state to where you're weary and you want to leave this space and it's done so well that's probably one the best part of the entire film don't tell me twice i've been there way too many times so check it out everybody tyrell uh yeah i saw a trailer for this randomly uh one of uh one of someone on instagram that i uh that i follow and also i know so it was being pushed pretty heavily on instagram Yeah, yeah yeah and that's the thing like i saw that this trailer came up and i saw someone i knew liked it and i'm like hmm and I, and I trust his opinion because he's worked on like good films and you know I feel like he he has a good sense of what a movie like a good film would. I was like, man, I need to check this out if he's like if he knows what this is. So I was curious, and now you kind of uh, now you push, kind of push me on the other end, like push me to the edge where I was like, All right, I'm gonna go for it. Did yeah. you rate it? Uh, yes, I will give it a four and a half. Or oh, sorry, sorry, misspoke. Four. Oh, that's still good. I was like four yeah, and a half. I is think, like almost I think like for what it is, the caliber. I think it's worth the four. It seems right up my alley. Yeah. Um. I guess that's it. I did watch a shitty horror movie called Proxy. That I give it two. Please. Star. Okay. I won't go into what, it. What is that about? Yeah. It's about <laughs> At least tell girl. us a little it bit. It starts off with this girl who's kind of like a social, very socially awkward, almost mute. Um, she doesn't really have a life. She doesn't have friends. She kind of she's weird. She does a lot of weird shit. But the movie essentially starts off with her at the. What do you call that? Is it OBYG? 
where they go and do the oh, song. Oh, B- oh, oh, would you want it? Yeah. Okay. Um, I said YG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Older like YG. He's just like weighing the uh, the fucking clinic. So she goes to get her, I believe, uh, sonogram. Sonogram, and uh, she's leaving, walking to the bus stop, and then she gets brutally mugged and beaten, and it's just a long shot of her getting like, I think it was a bat getting beaten in the stomach. Jesus. And it's rough to watch, and it's done really well. Um, but and then, still got a two. And then she, eventually she loses the baby, obviously, and then the movie uh, continues with her as this very socially. Not even, she's not even uh she doesn't have PTSD so there's some mystery behind that, um but yeah overall I didn't like the movie at all I think it went off in a very lifetime way mm. if that makes any sense no no exactly what you're talking about yeah. just like it was just like, got went fuck weird is like, going on is this soap opera yeah. um but yeah very melodramatic I think uh I think it's a Hulu original <laughs> so yeah. Hulu's getting the game now yeah two two out of five they got some skin in the game and uh, that's everyone, all everyone thinks I did like rewatch Lego movies movie now. Movie Pass is doing it. You know, everyone's doing it. I think I won't support that. That's it them. for me. Yeah. I'll just say uh, rewatch the Lego movie. Holds up. Holds up? Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll just throw out real quick because I've, I've, uh, I watched a lot of movies, some old, some new. Uh, I think I told you, Tom, I rewatched Game Night. Holds up. Fucking hilarious. I still get, I still die over that Frito Lay's part. How can that be profitable, profitable for Frito Lay? Like, <laughs> dude, the way he fucking <laughs> delivers great that character. line is just great. Uh, he might come up later. I saw the ultimate Christmas movie, and I'm pretty sure you guys know which one that is. Die Hard. Nope. Christmas uh, Story. I watched this with my Bat- family. Batman Returns. Oh, uh, we watched this Christmas Eve. It was great. We watched uh, Rumble in the Bronx with Jackie oh, Chan. Right. right. Uh, so ultimate Christmas movie. Uh, I realized like. More and more times I've seen it, it just gets more and more ridiculous. Like it's just like little things I missed, and then I rewatch them. What the fuck? Uh, still, I love Jackie Chan, so he does no wrong in my eyes. No wrong. Uh, there's a lot more that I, I just, I kid you not, I just can't remember. Like I watch obviously like Christmas Vacation and just like all these classic stuff. When you're at, when you're back home for some reason, you're just like watching whatever's on TV. So that's what that was literally was. I was just like it was. It's weird actually being back on cable. And like having this power to like skim through shit, yeah. it's the weirdest feeling. Uh, but I watched something new. I watched this, and it was a random fucking movie. I don't know why I put it on, but I guess it was one of those little, those little, those films that kind of sneak up on you throughout the year, and you kind of forget it came out. And I watched uh, Bad Times at the uh, El Royale. Okay, uh, that's one of us. I was trying to watch this movie, but it was they, they only had it for buy on Amazon. Yeah, I thought about it. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's. I, w- I would say this. I'm surprised uh, people didn't talk about this movie more. I feel like this movie came out last week. <laughs> yeah, I feel really, it's just like, I don't know why. Just like, like It's gone. I, I think we were deciding if we were going to go watch this and we ch- end up choosing like maybe a superhero movie. That, I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's what ends up happening. <laughs> like, it's like, do you want to watch this? Or I mean, I guess we have to watch Justice League 10. So fuck it. Uh, no, but uh, bad time at the El Royale or in my opinion, I think good time. At the El Royale. I went for it. Uh, stars Crims Hemsworth. Let's see who else. We got Jeff Bridges. Can't get enough of that guy. I mean, I can just literally just put him in a movie by himself and he just narrates and I can listen to it all day. Uh, Dakota Johnson. problems and all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
This is Cynthia Evro. Let's see. Uh, Nick Offerman's in this. Fucking out of nowhere. It's a lot of just random people you wouldn't expect. Uh, the question is, is it Diet Tarantino? All right. So that's the one movie that it actually kind of, I, I instantly kind of compared it to. And it's, it. imagine Hateful Eight, but less in the Tarantino vein. Like it, it, the plot structure is something that you would see in a tar- Tarantino film. Yeah, but it doesn't have that like shock value. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't have, I mean, it does. There's moments where you're like, oh shit. Like there's moments where you're like, oh I mean, like, fuck. I mean, like, you know how he likes to do a lot of like gore and stuff too. Yeah, you know? there's moments like that. It's, it gets pretty gory. Okay, so it's Tarantino. But yeah. Very cool. <laughs> see, that's the problem. I feel so bad <laughs> saying that because it really yeah. is very, very uh, reminiscent. Like, this would be something Tarantino might have done years ago if he, you know, or if so, like, it just kind of comes off as a ripoff, but I feel like it's still a yeah. very good time. And like, yeah, if you kind of sure. get over that, I think you can really just get a lot of enjoyment out of this film. Uh, it kind of revolves around this cast of characters who stumble, who kind of just end up at this hotel, the El Royale, and they all are there for their own, like, I would say sometimes selfish reasons and you're kind of trying to figure it out as the movie progresses. Uh, and I think it does a really great job of like uh, doling out details. Like it's like, it, it does it in such a great way and it keeps you invested with every single character that you just want to see what is going to kind of happen next. And again, like it has those shock value moments with like Tarantino flair where it's just like ultra violence out of nowhere. Uh, we get a very, I think everyone does a very, Solid performance. Uh, like I said, I can fucking just listen to Jeff Bridges narrate constantly. So, you know, I can't get enough of that. But I think the one person out of nowhere that I wasn't expecting to enjoy as much as I did was uh, Chris Hemsworth. He plays this fucking hippie cult leader. <laughs> Word. And yeah, dude, he just has like these really just, I think he just really just plays weird characters actually well. It's, I'd probably join that cult. I would. Like he, there was, he had this monologue at one point and I was sitting there I'm like, yeah, that makes that makes sense. Like completely. Like I get it. <laughs> but no, he plays this kind of like hippie Californian. His California accent is just so fucking good. It's like you can't help but laugh. Like this is a, it kind of makes you really uh, believe that this is a real person or was once a person. Uh, again, it's in the vein of that Tarantino style of film. Like I hate to do that because I feel like it takes away from the director. Uh, and that writer and director. Yeah, of I think film. that'd be a compliment if you told me I could make a film like Quentin Tarantino. Well, I feel like it—it's it, a compliment, but also sometimes people are just gonna pin you as that, and I don't—I don't want to make it sound like oh he's ripping him off. Like, he's, he's been pinned, man. It's over. Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully not. I, f- I mean, he's doing the X Force movie, but this is the same guy, uh, Drew uh, Guarded. He did—he did Cabin in the Woods. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember when that film came out. It was like huge hype. Everyone loved it, and it, it's. I feel like I mean, this is two for two now. I think he's doing a he's doing a solid job of really making these interesting, though cliche stories. Like it's like we've seen this before, but it, it keeps you invested, and I think you get a lot of great actors kind of you know coming in and just playing these very interesting characters. Uh, you know, solid film. Uh, I would re I would. I would easily recommend this to anyone. I, I think I wouldn't seriously be like, oh, you can put that on. You'll have a good time. Trust me. Like this, it's not a hard watch and it, you know, keeps you entertained long enough. You know, it's a two hour and 20 minute or I think it's like over two hours easily though. God damn. Yeah. That's what I saw. I saw it like two hours. I was like, I guess I'm doing this. 
That's wild. Yeah. I'll catch up to it. Yeah, I'm not saying. I, I would say this. It's not something I think people should run out of the fucking you know run out and go see right away. But if you catch it up on a, you know, if it jumps on Amazon Prime for free or if it goes on like any of the major streaming things, I say go for it. Like 100, percent I think you'll have a great time. Yeah, you're gonna have a good time. You have a good time at the Rail Royale. What would you rate it? Um, I think it's a solid three and a half. Oh, so it sucks? Damn, jeez. Yeah, I think it's three and a half, you know. It didn't do anything different enough for me or, like, or like really break any boundaries where I can be like, oh, it's a four or, like, it's spectacular. I think you would enjoy it a lot, Tom. Does it turn into, like, a whodunit kind of movie? No, it's... It seemed like there was some mystery in the trailer. Dude, there's a lot of, like, there's, like, kind of, like, a lot of left-field shit. Like, you eventually start putting the pieces together as you watch it, but when you first kind of turn it on, you're, you don't know everything that's going to happen. I would say that much. Um, I don't predict movies. Yeah, I, I think people are just sitting there trying to fucking figure shit out, and then they start asking me 20 questions like, oh, did they? Did, hey, did they do it? I try hey, to figure it out. First uh, 15 minutes, I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> no, you I, can try to I figure actually, it out in your own head, but do not bother. If I'm watching it with the group, I, do I not try bother not me. To. Yeah, don't bother me. Say like, oh, did that person do it? Oh. I figured it out. So this person's kill. I'm like, oh my fucking, just watch. I try. Movie. I try to shut my brain off for that stuff. Yeah, I think you would. I think you have a good time with it. Word. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's other shit I watch. I just can't honestly remember. There's, it's been nothing memorable. I see. I th- I think I guess not. It's tragic. I think the reason I remember El Royale was because I watched it like a day ago. It was a perfect uh, relaxing day for me. Okay. Yeah. All right, Harvey. I can talk about some stuff. I watched a lot of things. Yeah, you weren't here last week. I'm assuming you've watched a lot, but yeah, I actually yeah. rapid fire. I guess I watched everything this week. Actually, I didn't watch anything that week. I see something that you watched. That I want to put know it about. into one review and tell us what the movies are after. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, but I hated it. Okay, we have to get. We have to guess. I, I fucking hated it. It was bad. Bird box. Well, I'm not going to talk about Bird Box. Um, Never mind. It was uh, was Aquaman. I saw Aquaman. Why did you do that? Did you listen to the podcast? Yeah, did you listen? I did listen to it, actually. Before seeing it? No, after seeing it. How did you feel? Did you think I We were too late. I saw it before y'all saw it. Oh, really? We have to put it like that, man. I saw it like opening night. (laughs) Dedicated. Question, did you agree or do you think I should add any to my list of questionable moments in Aquaman? Or do you think there was more questionable lines in Aquaman? Just questionable things in general. There's a lot of questionable shit in Aquaman. (laughs) I think that, I think a lot of it was done on purpose because I think it, it, it knew that it had to be self-aware and it had to do a ton of ridiculous shit. But the problem is, it, is that it, it's just not funny or fun. Like it, I think it's definitely self-aware for the most part, but it's just not a fun movie and it's not. Um, Isn't that well, sad? I, yeah, I think it is fun to a degree. Actually, I think it's just not funny. I think that the outlandish list, outlandishness of it and the ridiculous, ridiculous shit in it is uh, is in its favor. But I think that it just it's not redeemable in any way yeah it's nothing uh, new i mean we i think we've seen so many iterations on the superhero fucking story arc that i don't know i think the visuals were the only compelling part and even that wasn't like amazing it was just i think it was just yeah, a color think, palette that made it very interesting yeah, I, it, it reminded me a lot of uh the abyss it's like the abyss meets like in superhero you know, movie like the colors yeah. and 
do you the th- way the world is constructed beneath the ocean. Yeah. Do you think it kind of reminds me of Snyder's, like, how the way Snyder would have done it? Less dark. Like, because he loves, like, CGI and he loves using, like, colors. Yeah. But he desaturates. I feel like this is completely opposite. Like, yeah. He would have done this, but he would have just toned it down a lot. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think Snyder's version would have been, I don't know, that would have been weird. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I don't even know what to say about this movie. I think that I think Jason Momoa is uh, charming to a degree. I don't think he's a particularly good actor, or at least his performance in this just didn't Listen, seem. Man. Listen, Stargate. It, did, it, it didn't seem good. Um, Stargate, but, man. but I mean, yeah, I think a lot of that probably is due to just the direction that they had to go in to try to redeem this movie um, in this concept for a fucking movie. Um, I gave it a one and a half. I didn't really like anything about it, if I'm honest. Um, I liked, uh, what's that woman's name? The actress, uh, Amber Heard. Yeah. I think that she looked good. <laughs> <laughs> she had like, uh, I liked it. I like the redhead, right? Yeah. It's, like she, it's she, honestly, she yeah. looks good as a redhead. She's, I don't think she's ever done that before in the film. I think, uh, yeah. I think nice. you're just jealous that you're not the ocean master. Yeah. I wish I could be the ocean master. I think that. <laughs> Like that's that's definitely like the punchline. That's like a punchline for a joke, but the joke wasn't like there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they it, they the weren't expecting. Yeah, yeah, like like you would expect him to say, "I'm gonna be Ocean Master," and then like maybe like Jason Momoa would be like, huh, "That's a funny title or something." Yeah, like that was. They, but they fucking took it a hundred percent serious. Serious, <laughs> like it was like a hundred percent. That's I'm what, like, and I think that's the problem pretty much with this movie is that it sets itself up for a joke a lot of the time, but the joke is never there. Like the joke doesn't finish. And it's not Maybe funny. because the movie is a joke. Um, I saw Roma. Um, was it good? That shit was amazing. I don't understand how any of this was made by a human, by dude, a human person. Dude, how did they, they get the camera out over the, I don't know, was it a drone? That's what we I was thinking of the, what, we last, night. That last night. They had to like construct something and then slide it out there. Well, well I think the greatest drone, part of that man. scene is how or they even like timed the, the, chill, the kids. Yeah, that. That would so be like, difficult. Pr- that pretend was... that. No, oh, just the, right. yeah, the choreography. Yeah, it, right. That, Plus, and camera. that was a one take shot as well. Yeah. Like when she and walks it, from the begin, uh, the starting of the beach. To and like the water back, genuinely looks dangerous. Yeah, but, dude. I was like, someone's gonna fucking wait. This is not. There's yeah. no spoilers. But um, yeah, yeah I think spoilers. you guys talked about this last week, right? Yeah, we yes. did. We both um, we yeah. both may have gave it high rating. Yeah, I love the I love the cinematography. I think it's beautiful. I think the black and white was. Crisp it was yeah it was really crisp and it was it, it, like there's a very like sharp contrast between like the darks and the lights and even like the the whites weren't completely like washed out like the sky still had like this beautiful uh hue to it um I think the story of uh, what's her name Cleo it was was beautiful and I like that the like the events surrounding her are sort of in the backdrop and sort of make up her story and what she's living through at that moment i think that the story was great um cinematography was e- even better some of the best i've seen in a long time basically since his last movie um yeah it's a five out of five uh, i thought it was incredible i saw destroyer um this, is, uh, this was the top of my list of 18 yeah i had to see this uh if you don't know what it is nicole kidman plays a lapd detective who was placed undercover when she was a young cop and uh, now this is many years later, and she's basically, um, she gets like a break in that case that she worked on. Uh, one of the guys that she was uh, 
with like the, the main bad guy, he sort of resurfaces and she uh, has to kind of come to terms with her demons and her past. And uh, she sets out for vengeance. Um, if you, I don't know if you guys seen a trailer, but she's basically like unrecognizable in this film. I saw yeah, that trailer; is insane. She um, it's she like looks she almost. she looks scary. She looks scary. She's like this old hardened detective, an alcoholic that's been through a bunch of shit in life, and um, yeah, it's a really great performance. It's one of the best I've seen from Nicole Kidman in a while. I wouldn't. A lot of people were saying it's probably her best ever, but I don't think I'd agree with that. But it is very solid, and um. It has a really good supporting cast. Sebastian Stan, uh, he plays a a cop, and um, he's also very good in it. Um, who else? Uh, yeah, there's a uh, Tatiana Maslany. I think she's in um, she's in uh, Eastern Promises and um, that one show. I forget the name of it, but uh, she's also really great in this. Um, it's a really fun fun like high action and also it has these moments of uh of uh like inner reflection for this cop and it feels very similar to um you were never really here um in terms of like that dark and uh introspective tone and exploring this character this really dark and tortured character um but the the action stuff is really fun and it has this noirish feel that's also really great and that leads to some really uh beautiful shots too they really play with lighting in this and i, I like that a lot um i think i'd give this probably a four out of five i liked it a lot uh i think everyone in the table would definitely enjoy it would you um, say it's your uh when you're top 10 i guess we'll find out um Ooh, damn i didn't get him i watched mary poppins the returns um I enjoyed Mary Poppins as a kid. I thought this would be interesting. That um, looked really good. Yeah. A lot um, of people that follow on Instagram are saying it's surprisingly great. I, I just, I've never been interested in Mary Poppins, and I really? don't see this interesting at all. Really? Not even the, not even the slightest. Really? You watched you, it you as a kid, crazy, right? You know the, it's crazy, though, because I, I usually love musicals and shit. The cinematography the in the trailer looks really good. Uh, yeah. No, I've never yeah. seen the original. So maybe that's I just have no attachment to this like franchise at all. Okay. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Maybe it's uh directed by Rob Marshall as Emily Blunt, of course, as uh Mary Poppins. Also has some some, some familiar faces. Uh, Lin Manuel Miranda's in it, and he does a uh, very interesting English accent. Um, yeah, Ben Whishaw is also in it. It uh, it sort of picks up back in the life of uh Michael Banks and Jane Banks. They're the kids from the original. They're older now. Uh, Michael has two children of his own, and uh, he's going through sort of a tough time right now. He uh, is about to lose his house, and um, there's also all these other problems uh, that are piling up in his life. And uh, Mary Poppins shows up to uh, basically relieve some of that uh, some of that stress, and she uh, takes care of the kids and takes them on a little adventure as she does. I think that. I think that it doesn't do enough differently from the first one to sort of separate itself or or create a need for itself, if that makes sense. I think that the purpose of this movie should have been to sort of further like the Mary Poppins story and to, I don't know, make it even more extravagant than the first one, but I don't feel that this one really does that. I do think that some of the some of the sequences are especially f- fun to watch and um and they're shot really interesting. Um but 
yeah, I think that this isn't, I don't think Uh-oh. this is great enough to uh, warrant being made, although I think it is definitely a passable movie, of course. Um, I'd probably give it like a three or three and a half out of five. Okay. Somewhere around there. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about the movie I want to hear about. I don't know. Shoplifters? Just like you watch it? Yeah. Oh. Jesus Christ. Can God. you not? Yeah. Wait till next year. Dude, <laughs> I, I got to talk about it. This is the last day of the year. Wait until next year. I won't go into detail because I'm not, all right, I've talked all right, a lot. I'm going to see it. Um, Shoplifters was directed by, oh, God, I don't know. Uh, Hidokazu. Want me to do it? Koreada. Our resident. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Jesus. I think I was Hidokazu Koreada. Oh. So, so yeah. All I got was the eight row. Um yeah. yeah, I think all of us were really looking forward to this. Um Yeah. Trailer is a tearjerker. Yeah. Also, I saw the trailer, I was just like, need this in my life. <laughs> need to watch the goddamn I movie. missed this and I missed Burning. I was dying to see Burning. Yeah. I did uh, see this guy's movie, uh Nobody Knows though. Oh yeah. I have seen that. Doesn't count. Um Well yeah. So this movie's about um Osamu. Uh, he's the uh, patriarch of the family. He and his son one day come across a little girl who's freezing and cold. They decide to uh, take her in because it seems that she's sort of been abandoned. And um, after learning of this girl's ho- what her life like is at home, they decide that they're just going to keep her, sort of adopt her into the family, teach her the ways as uh, shoplifters, and just have a happy happy life together. Of course, uh, complications happen down the road and things get interesting and um i like how you're not giving much details like well things happen you know as plots progress I mean, and storylines yeah, i don't I, I really don't want to touch on i don't i really don't want to touch on any of that stuff i think that what i will say is the performances are really fucking good um what's her name uh sakuru ando i don't think i've ever seen her before um although she has done a lot she is incredible in this, and I think that if if it were possible, I mean, this is like an Oscar-worthy performance easily. Um, she's definitely my favorite part of the movie. The connection that she has with the kids, it's so it, it feels so genuine, and 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 uh, and it feels like there's actual love between these between these characters, and you really get to see a like a development between her and the little girl through the course of the film, and. It's so fucking touching, and it also is heartbreaking at the same time. Um, I think that uh, the guy that plays Osamu, his name is Lily Frankie. He also does a very similar. Uh, he has a very similar arc with the with the, his son. Wait, his and name's Frankie. Lily Frankie, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he has a very wow. similar uh, path with his son in the film too, and you see this uh, relationship like really fleshed out, and uh, like the. The consequences of their actions uh it, it le- takes the story into an interesting place and you really get to see like that love tested uh with these characters it's it's a really great movie um it's it's close to a five for me um i think i would wow. give it a four and a half you're scaring me it's up there it's, well, it's i think all, it's don't, near, first of all don't say it like that it's, it's up near, there <laughs> I I haven't had time to fully process it, but I mean I'm I'm, I'm somewhere between a four and a five or more four and a half or five. Any tears? I got like wet. Ooh, all right. I'm yeah. a ball. I'm a ball hard. <laughs> I can't wait. Like I, I had to fight him back. 
Oh, I love that. I love the sound of that. I'm seeing this right now. Yeah. Fuck uh, New Year's. I highly recommend y'all see this immediately. A very interesting New Year's if you just went to the uh, movies. It's also beautiful, too. Uh, I mentioned that. Damn the cinematography cool. is great. Um, it's definitely shot on film. Um, the 19s don't look like film, but uh, the day scenes are really, nice, uh, really vivid and really? beautiful. Um hmm. The night scenes look really crisp, so I think they're digital and like there's no like a lot of uh we can find out real quick tracers or whatever. Um, last movie I watched well, it's not the last movie. The last movie I'll talk about is Green Book. I saw Green Book because uh, I tried to see it like three times before and I failed every time, oversleeping and <laughs> just sometime one time I just said fuck it because it's too cold. Um, it was directed by Peter Farrelly, uh, of the Farrelly Brothers. Um, so I sort of expected a level of comedy in this, but, um, yeah, I just, I'll talk about what it's about really quick. Um, Tony Lip, he's a bouncer. It's played by, uh, Viggo Mortensen. He comes into a job where he has to hire this, or he has to uh, drive this, uh, pianist, Don Shirley, who's played by Mahershala Ali, drive him around the deep South on a concert tour, um, below the Mason Dixon line. And uh, obviously complications ensue because he is a black man playing in uh, in southern cities in 1962, I believe it it is. And well, um, what's what's the complication? What's what what would happen? What do you mean, Steve? Captain Naive over there. <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you? Harvey's like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> you, you to, <laughs> yeah. Harvey, give me that look. Are you serious? Yeah, they it never uh, happened, bro. Yeah, they um, they of course form a relationship over the course of this tour, and you really get to see um, that friendship tested through uh, their environment and uh, how Mahershala Ali's character is treated by the the rich Southern white people that invite him and hire him to play concerts, but still treat him like shit. Uh, in every other aspect of life. Um, it's a pretty solid movie. Um, I think that it is tone deaf to a degree, but I was able to overlook that because I think that the performances were solid. I think Vigo in this is really, really good. Um, his accent is so fucking funny. It's just funny to hear it coming out of his face, but it is, it, it, it's done really well. And um, Mahershala Ali, also, he has a very nice performance as uh, the pianist. And um, I think that the the shots of him playing piano are always are really interesting. And I like that the, the way they were done. I'm not sure if they, like, uh, used two shots of, like, an actual pianist and, like, sort of, like, placed his head on the pianist's body. But, I don't know, it was done really well and it looks like he's playing music. That's probably what they did, but it it, it looked nice. Um, but yeah, the biggest down, downfall, I believe, is I do think this film is tone deaf and it sort of uh, it feels like it was made about race by an out of touch old white person, if I'm honest. Um, Interesting. I think that it it looks at race in a really weird way, and it makes it seem as though everything is okay 
because this one person like understands this other i don't i don't really want to get into that but uh yeah i'd probably give it a two and a half out of five maybe a light three damn um Panned. I like I both of those. <laughs> I like both of those actors. I think it's kind of excited. I, I think it's worth watching. Okay. But yeah, the worst of the year. I mean, when you once you said it's like out of touch white person, I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this. Now. The squirrels really ate it. <laughs> but yeah, just wait. How was that line? Did you make you laugh? The squirrels would hate it. It's yeah. not as uh, audible in the actual. Uh, the squirrels the actual really film. Eat. He like mutters it under his breath. Um, but yeah, interesting. Vigo is. Uh, it was nice to see him, and I think he's good in this, despite the problems that I have with the movie. Uh, it's definitely two and a half. Mm, wow, uh, I think that's it for me. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's do it. Oh yeah, we have like a main review, don't we? Yeah, yeah, my guy. You guys want to listen to a clip of Vice? Yeah, let's hear. Do it. We have to. Yeah, you have to. Okay. I want you to be my VP. I want you. You're my Vice. Well. George, I, uh, I'm the CEO of a large company, and I have been Secretary of Defense, and I have been White House Chief of Staff. The Vice Presidency is a mostly symbolic job. Uh-huh. However, if we came to a uh, different understanding, I can handle the more mundane jobs overseeing bureaucracy, military, energy, and uh, foreign policy. Yeah, right. I like that. That was a great clip. A great yes. clip. Yes. Vice was directed by Adam McKay. Uh, stars Christian Bales, Dick Cheney, Amy Adams. Is Dick Cheney said this? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't see his cameo? <laughs> Stars uh, Steve Carell as Donald Rumsfeld and uh, Sam Rockwell as George W. Uh, w. The untold true story that changed the course of history. George W. Bush picks Dick Cheney, the CEO of Halliburton Code, to be his Republican running mate in the 2000 presidential election. No stranger to politics, Cheney's, first, Cheney's impressive resume includes stints at the White House as chief of staff, House Minority Whip and Defense Secretary. When Bush, I'm sorry. When Bush wins by a narrow margin, Cheney begins to use his newfound power to help reshape the country and the world. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Um, I'll start off by saying this without giving too much context about this movie because I think everybody knows what this movie is about, right? Um, it's set up as a biopic, as a portrait of this man, this essentially what the world for the most part I believe everyone thinks he's kind of a monster right yeah 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 he's not um, he's not liked yeah so I, I would say in guy. terms of the movie I'm I was very unimpressed um I would think that coming from um this movie reminds I feel like he took because Big Short was <laughs> such a hit I think that he focused too much on that style and that yep. feeling that the Big Short was that I think it doesn't translate now. to this and this type of story at all. I think this movie was weird, but not in a good way. It had a lot of weird shit that uh, I just couldn't get behind. Um, the structure of it, there's a narrator portion of the movie that doesn't add up at all to me. doesn't make sense. Uh, I don't think it's I fun. Did, I didn't like or that. Or witty. Dude, that, the, I did not like I, that. The, like the disjointed uh, like clips that it throws in there, like the yeah. wolves and bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. And 
God, I understand what angry. he was going for, but just basically a smorgasbord of like styles and yeah. edits with the fourth wall and a bunch of other shit, but a bunch of like time fractions and stuff like that just doesn't do it for me. You'd think that uh, something like this kind of like it reminds me of something along the lines of um, uh, Three Kings or something like that. The way this, the way the story is structured, but uh, it just didn't work for me overall. And uh, as far as a uh, a biopic aspect, I think that it was very undercooked. I think the character we don't really get much of him. He's underdeveloped. Uh, I think the the most interesting p- part of this person's life is the decision making, the way and why he became ruthless. That stuff is not even touched in this movie. Uh, a lot of the decisions that were made, I think, were interesting in in, uh, in history, but it's not covered at all. It's glammed over in a weird way. Yeah, I agree with a lot of a lot of things you're saying. I think it's uh, this film relies on what worked on the previous film, which was Big Short. I think it's the not reason- the previous film, though. No, what was before? What was that? I think this movie is not as similar to the Big Short as no, it is I mean, War Machine. I'm just oh, I'm just saying, like in terms of style. Like I think it really was hearkening back to I'm that. I was talking though. about the assembly cast. No, I yeah. know, but like War Machine is very um, but, similar in the sense yeah. of style. Like it, it's almost the War exact Machine same. just works though because it's like all right. The thing about Big Short, the, I think the reason it just works is because it's talking about such like a like such a, one specific topic. When you're trying to cover a man's history and who he is as a person, or more or less a character study, it just doesn't work in this vein at all. I mean, it worked in War Machine for me, but. I I don't know why, but War Machine was a little bit. I love I, I enjoyed War Machine. Yeah, we had this discussion. I, I honestly I disagree with everything you guys are saying, but just personally, I, not, I like this movie. Like more, I like this just as much as War Machine. Wait, why are we talking about War Machine? Because wait, didn't he do that? Adam McKay wasn't his last movie, Big Short. I thought it was War Machine. I thought but, he did War Machine. Uh, I might be wrong. Check, I don't know. Wait, I'm gonna check. feel really dumb. But, uh, if he didn't do War Machine. Yeah, because you made me believe that he did War I'm Machine. I'm pretty sure he did not do War Machine. That's why I was I like, fine. Oh, he didn't. He didn't. That's why I was like, felt very odd. I'm like, he did it. I'm like, all right. He didn't well. do it. That's uh, right. But Wait, I would, I would, no, there's got to be some Who did War Machine? Well, uh, some, David McCod. Uh, Michaud, the rover. Um, yeah, yeah. Michaud. He did Rover and Animal Kingdom. Yeah. That's why. Okay. That's insane. I thought he like wrote fucking The Big Short or no. something. All right. Well. That's so weird because they're so fucking similar. And I could have swore they were advertising War Machine as the guy from the Big Short. No. All right. Well, scratch that then. This is still very similar to War Machine. You you still, I mean, you, I would say this. I think it it, it shed some lights on some details that I didn't know. I don't think it's a horrible movie, uh, but I do think that with that style, it just doesn't work as effectively as the Big Short did. And you can tell that it's really just pulling actually, from all of that. I actually, I feel like it does a better job in The Big Short in my eyes because I what? think, well, the problem with The Big Short is the information was so fucking jumbled and it's, and it's, a, it's a mess. And it's just, I just don't personally think it was able to, to give you a full scope. It didn't give you a full scope, but it gave you basically right. the gist and you understood what was happening. I don't think it gave but you with the this, gist. But I think with this story, it's like, it's like if you try to convey that same idea of what was happening, it just doesn't work as well because you're looking at such... You're not looking at one specific time or like one specific event. You're looking at such a, such a huge chunk of time from like the beginning of this person's career to like almost the end or like current. I think I think the movie is not really about those parts and I think it's clear to well, me well it, think, but it presents it in that way it presents it like it's going to be about that that's what I'm saying it harkens back to Big Short 
and how the way it presents its information, presents a story, presents the characters. Yeah. And that's the problem. I think that's why I kind of like feel really disjointed. Then, But on the flip side, like I said, I don't think this is a horrible movie. I think in itself, like I think it was like entertaining at a lot of parts. I think uh, it's not as funny as Big Short, but it still had one of my favorite. Uh, I laughed a lot during the, 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 uh, the scene in the bedroom with uh, him and, uh, uh, and his wife. When they're sitting in the bed and they they do this rendition, which I was just like, I thought was yeah. hilarious. I I uh, well, here's my thing with this movie. I don't think it's a movie, to be honest with you. And I'm the type of person that watches more YouTube than I do movies. And when people make these like these uh, parody like like, have you ever watched that History of Japan video where this guy gives you a ten minute entire history of Japan, and it's all such a fucking like ironic joke, but somehow you're actually getting the information. This movie is a fucking giant YouTube video that's f- a lot of fun to watch for me. I did not look at it as a as a movie, as a story, a biopic that I'm going to be invested in. To me, it was a, a documentary slash YouTube comedy reenactment. Yeah. And I don't know if that takes away... Drunk history? Yeah, similar, <laughs> similar to that. And I just think the things made me smile throughout. I think I had a good time at every scene. Like the dinner table scene where they're ordering food, I... I thought that was genius, and I really enjoyed that. And yeah. um, and and just the you know the self awareness combined with actually fucking having Christian Bale with, with like a an Oscar worthy performance, you know, like that's another thing I want to say. I forgot it was Christian Bale. Throughout. Oh no, that's that's the one thing I uh, that's the one thing I would commend this film. I, that, that transformation he went through. I almost through. never forget it's Christian Bale. Yeah, it's just like. But yeah. I didn't like when I f- saw the trailer. I didn't. I ke- had to be kept reminded, like, yo, that's Christian Bale, like under the, all that. Shit. Yeah. Uh, but I get why this movie doesn't work for people, and it's so weird that I was remembering War Machine as an Adam McKay movie because people were literally comparing it. Ki- no, I'm saying people the same exact things that Sean said about this movie. People were saying about War Machine, and I remember um, it's very similar movie. In the sense but, that but a it, lot of people hated yeah. it, and then there's like a lot of people that thought it was fresh and fun. I thought it, that's the thing, though. You have to understand the subject matter that War Machine was covering. It was covering not not inherently a singular subject, but it was covering a point, like a, like a specific thing that's happening. I still think this movie was. I think they were just giving you the. Full it's just scope. there's a lot of shit. But that's the thing, though. That's a, that's the crazy thing about American history, or just even someone's history. If you look at it, it just. A lot of things happen, like a lot of shit's happening, and you know, there's not enough because. But essentially, he his whole life was not important, um, but his whole life was necessary to how he got there, because you can't just start it with him causing the Iraq War, mm-hmm. and then fucking not giving some context. So I think the context was necessary, but essentially, Dick Cheney, and the story of Dick Cheney is about how many people have fucking died at mm-hmm. war in Iraq because of his decision-making and all this other shit with the his reincitement of, like, tax reform in America and stuff like that. I think I think that's what they focused on. And, yeah, they steer back towards the, uh, you know, the beginning of his life, but I thought it was kind of fresh. I obviously know this movie's, like, sarcastic and it's satire, but... I still think I understood the story more than I did before watching it. Oh no, I, like and that's what I keep saying. I don't think this movie was inherently bad, uh, and I, but I don't think it's like 
you know, this I, I it's, can not, see. it's not it, it's it really is, I guess, the way I felt it's the way I felt about I feel less about this the way I felt about War Machine. War Machine I was I, I liked a lot. But like this, I feel a little bit less on. Like it, I'm not as excited. Yeah. I mean, I still got the story. I still enjoyed it. There was moments where I laughed, uh, but still, it really didn't leave me with this like amazing. Like wow, it wasn't like the way I felt about Big Short. Big Short was really exciting and fun. I was I was just imagining like people in other countries watching it as like a entertaining way to kind of see what the fuck went on because like people I feel like people just don't know. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I thought it was like a very fun way to present this. I I would have preferred this over a a well-made biopic yeah. by a very linear structure. No, I, th- I think, yeah. I mean, I think it does the job. Uh, my, I think my least favorite part was that narrator hook. I just, I didn't like the way that... Yeah, it was... It I was mean, like, it was really weak, and I felt like it was supposed to be more impactful than it was. I guess, but at the end of the day, like, he was just a narrator, so I, I didn't really care if they went back to it or not. Yeah, I don't know. It was just weird that it's just like... it. Kind of, but the thing is that film keeps bringing it up. Yeah. Like, that's... If it was just like a they narrator... Lead, they lead you into being uh, excited to see yeah. how this is un- was played out. Like, and how when it does get there, you're like, oh, fine. I didn't oh. I, I, I mean, I didn't think it was overwhelming or underwhelming, but I didn't like, think it was overwhelming. I just felt like it wasn't necessary. Yeah, I just didn't feel like it was necessary for the story to continue. I felt like it j- he could have just been a narrator. If it's true, though, the only then it's ne- I think it's very well done. But honestly, the only reason I give a shit is because it's it's our boy, so I let I let it slide for right now. Yeah, yeah. But it's not true. I write up on it. They it's made up true. that character. Yeah. Okay. Well, then they never found out who the donor was. If that was true, I would have really liked that. But yeah. the movie mentions that in the beginning, where it's just like, it's just like not all of this is going to be exactly accurate. Like, it's but we like did we our ch- fucking we best. did our best. <laughs> we did our fucking best. He does it in all his movies, though. <laughs> like he always meant. There's always a line where something. Well, I mean, I feel like he's morphed. He's just no longer a fucking Judd Apatow directing movie. You know, I mean, honestly, it's still not a bad film. It's just there's, you know, it's just underwhelming compared to his previous project. And, you know, I saw this trailer and I had a little bit more higher hopes. I think if the style works for you, I think you get some. I I think I much prefer Moneyball. I haven't seen Moneyball. Which is great. Harvey, what do you think I don't even view them as the same, like, Category. His voice is there. The way he sets up uh, transitions and the way dialogues are just ever this moving. Feel, this feels like a documentary compared to Moneyball, though. Yeah. No. Yeah. Of course. It, the the yeah. structure. I, c- I can see different. where you're saying the documentary uh, aspect. This yeah. is a documentary with Christian Bale reenacting. <laughs> yeah. It's like History Channel just really had enough budget. It's like Harvey, we're we, afford- um, we haven't heard a, a peep from you. What do you yeah, think? I was letting y'all what, talk. What, what do you think? Man, uh, he got notes. He's pulling them out. I don't have n- really. Well, I have uh, oh, yeah, you do. talking points. They're not really <laughs> notes. Uh, I guess I'll start with a good. Um, I like uh, Christian Bale in this. Um, I think that, yeah, for a while you sort of forget that it is Christian Bale because he's so fat and bald and, and old. And, and Dick Cheney. Yeah, and yeah, he, the voice, I think the it voice. It's done pr- so fucking well. very dude. accurate. It's so and, fucking um, weird. Yeah, even like his movements and stuff. Yeah. He like just. It was really, a really, a really good performance. Um, I think that for the most part, we don't get a ton of the other characters. We get Amy Adams as uh, Lynn Cheney. I think uh, we get a good sense of her character and uh, who she is as a person, or who uh, Adam McKay would like us to believe she is. Um, I think that her performance is quite solid. The rest, I think that. Um, 
we're a bit in the background and underutilized. We get uh, a decent amount of Steve Carell as Donald Rumsfeld, but not enough for me to make any sort of connection with his character. Um, I like what else? I like the <clears throat> the content of this of this movie. I like the the position it takes. I like the the information, the amount of information that it delivers is um, is great. I don't like the way that information is conveyed, though, and I think that's my biggest problem with this movie. I hate the editing. I, I, it it took me out of a lot of the movie. It was difficult for me to watch it, if I'm honest. I was just waiting for it to end the entire time. I think that the weird like interstitials and the like the disjointed clips. I, I hate. I, I don't like that shit. Um, I think that that broke the momentum a lot for me. Um, I think that his character, I think that Dick Cheney as a character was a bit weird. Um, in the beginning of the movie, we get to learn his, uh, like his, uh, his, his younger years. His and, origin um, story. Yeah. And, uh, basically why he became the Dick Cheney that we know him to be. I think that that was handled really poorly. Um, there's this huge shift in his character from that person to the next person. I don't think that that was justified. They did their fucking best. Yeah, just kidding. Well, true. I mean, maybe they just, like maybe all, uh, none of this shit is accessible. Maybe they just don't know. Overall, I just think this movie is like really unbalanced and kind of incoherent, like tonally. Um, I just don't mm. think it's a movie. I think that's just why yeah. I enjoyed it so I much. I think it is similar. It is very similar to a uh, YouTube clip. Uh, like a, I just there's nothing for me to, because I didn't see it as a movie that you couldn't take me out of it because there's, there's no movie there to take me out of. I just thought it was like a educational uh, stage play experience. Like usually those aren't over two hours though. Like I mean, the like they, the they never stopped feeding me information, so I enjoyed it. Yeah, there's a lot of information that was the one thing I liked about this. I don't like how it's delivered at all. Um, yeah, I think it's just um, a stylistic choice. You have to be down with to like this movie. That's all I really have to say about it, if I'm honest. I think, yeah, I think I think this film suffers from what I always talk about in terms of like following that. It's it's not inherently like a biopic. It doesn't follow that same format. It does something different, but it does try to capture so much span I think of the time. The Big Short did that too, and it was just like I don't understand why people well, like because, that one. Because well, the thing is about the Big Short is like you're covering one subject matter like if you think about it you're cov- you're covering the financial collapse but it's super it's probably it's more su- complicated than it's dick super cheney. dense but the thing is you're it's one subject matter dick, dick cheney there's like it's expensive dick cheney is one subject matter yeah it's like he, a fucking, you is, could write like 20 books and you still probably won't figure that shit out no right? no no i think it's very apparent i think dick cheney is 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 only important for one reason and i think that's perfectly fine with the film but i mean like but it tries to it tries to look a little bit deeper like why and then it doesn't answer why but we all it's just there's i don't know i feel like there's a lot to cover but it just I mean, it answers and it's it's it. just it's it just a lot it does give you some information it's it's very enlightening i still uh i still enjoyed a lot of aspects of it it's just it i don't think it does it as well as the big short that's all yeah i feel I, like i think the reason the big short works is because it is one subject matter so the filmmakers had an easier time gaining that information and really just like hmm. focusing on trying to deliver that information the best way possible 
to viewers. And when we first saw that, that was a fresh take. That was like fresh, interesting, and it got a lot of people to at least understand what happened. With yeah. this, it's like it's like you're not. The thing is, like, it's like yeah, you can say like, oh, these are the events that led up to like some of the situations we're in now, but there's also the human psychology to it. Like, there's the human aspect of it, and to try to delve into a human. Like what makes someone tick and what makes someone do something is not as simple as black and white. I don't think that was the and purpose it, of it. But no, but he that monologue he gives at the end is like the, the 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 whole point of it. He 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 tries to justify it to everyone, and he's trying to justify it to us as the audience. You guys know, uh, but, and and that's what I'm saying. Like it's just there's like a think, little, there's so much more. But I to think chew Adam on. McKay knows you can't justify that stuff. You can't. But I'm saying like. There's like there's so much more to what is actually being told, and that's what I'm saying. That's why it's a little bit harder for people to chew on. That's what I'm saying. I don't know Big if there short, is, man. I don't I th- know. Like, I think I think Republicans are literally like brought up that way. Oh, the the thing. I mean, I'm not gonna argue that, but I'm just yeah. saying like the Big Short is dealing with uh, a situation and things that happen. Like it's something that's just like there was a lot of. Things that I'm not saying it's not dense. There's obviously like layers to it, but I'm saying you're also with with Cheney. You're focusing on one man, and 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 there's not a lot of information I just regarding think, that. I like, think it's. I'll say the Big Short was more funny and entertaining. I think it was way less in- coherent. I think that movie was way more incoherent than this really? movie. Okay. Yeah, you, you're. They throw these like these montage of facts at you with the the celebrities because there's no other way to do it. And then they introduce you to banker after banker after banker after uh, important person. And I think it gets super incoherent, which is why I gave that movie like a light four when it came out. Uh, this movie, not quite as snappy when it comes to like the, the ensemble cast, because it's not really an ensemble cast. Um, but I think the information is delivered like so smoothly in this movie compared to that. It just I just don't think people like the way it's delivered. I happen to think it's funny and... I just think uh, why try to make a serious uh, justification or biopic about Dick Cheney when there's no way you're not going to slander him, so you might as well make a satire. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. I see. I see what you're saying. I'm not. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I, I'm just, I also want to say that I don't think it's it's mostly the way it's told where my problem lies. It's also there's so much skimming of so many different issues that the movie ultimately feels hollow. And that the character, they, they are trying to do a biopic of Dick Cheney. I think that they fail in terms of trying to paint this fine line of almost like demonizing him, but also making you feel some sort of resentment or some sort of um, humanizing they, way yeah, that they're trying to paint him. It's, it's weird. Um, that was one of my notes, actually, operating between the lines. And I, yeah, I didn't like that about it either. Yeah, and every scene starts off with a subject and a decision that needs to be made. Um, I didn't like that at all. I I wanted something to be. Uh, I wanted to reach beyond those points. But uh, yeah, I think this is one of the biggest, in terms of like uh, end of year movie, probably the most forgettable after watching it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'll be thinking about it. I think I, I think I'll like. I don't. Know, I think about uh our politicians and like what they've done to like lead us to where we are today. And like I think this movie will make will spark my remembrance of that administration quite a bit because I don't think it's ever been put into a medium like this where people uh, can no no one's I don't, don't think everyone's like, yeah I don't yeah. think I don't think no well that's why I think it's uh, like it. like I said I'd love for like people in other countries who are not quite invested 
to watch it. Like I'll, I have my friends in England who like they know about the Bush administration, but like how do you, how do you feel about how how they handled? Like they really feel like they kind of like took a lot of like the responsibility that Bush could have had and just threw it on Cheney. That's and what like, really happened, though. Yeah, no, I'm just saying like it's just like it's just like no harm, no foul. Like he's just like kind of just there. He was just a puppet. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a family hierarchy. Like yeah. his, his, I'm just, I'm just curious how you feel Re- about. It. But the Republicans, like, it goes in the movie. Oh, he's next in line. That's really how the Republican yeah. Party used to work until Trump came along. There were people in line for that shit, but Trump said, "Nah, not that I like Trump, but that's what he did." He just kind of came in. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, to each their own. I think this movie makes some choices that are going to leave a lot of people behind, but. I'm on board with this two-hour YouTube video. I think it's fun as fuck. The fact we call it a YouTube video says a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a well-done YouTube video. You want to throw some ratings? Yeah. Sure. Go for it. I'll give this like a solid like three. I don't think this film is like the worst thing I've ever seen this year. I think it does give out a lot of interesting information that I've... There, like Obviously, like there's some things I didn't know. And then there's like obviously to people who are not familiar with the subject matter will get enlightened on. And I, and again, I think it does a good job explaining some things, but it's like, like I said, it's not as it's not as as entertaining, or it's not as it doesn't really pack a punch like the Big Short for me. So I think it's still I think it's worth a watch, and uh, and uh, that's it. Word. Yeah, I might um, revisit it maybe. I'm gonna give it the very low spectrum of a three. Uh, I would say it's passable. Uh, it's not horseshit. It's not amazing. The way it was sold, obviously, it's they're selling it to where like they do want to pick up those Oscar noms. Don't think it deserves much in for much. I of mean, the, the only thing maybe that maybe makeup and maybe mm-hmm. lead performance, maybe. But yeah, yeah. Even so that's not deserving in my eye. I think I think Christian Bale could deserve it, but I don't. See I don't it. think the movie allows him for anyone to really. He, I don't. He didn't flex his muscles enough. I feel like. I feel like, especially. But the thing is, I've never like watched Dick Cheney. Cheney. That's, yeah, that's the thing Cheney, about Dick man. Cheney, though. That's like, he's so, what else can you fucking he's do so with him? He's so evilly nonchalant. I hated it. It's like, it's just like, I think he does it so well that it's just like he. That's what, what I mean. To, what is there to flex? It's not a great. It's not a flashy performance, but no, I think it's an accurate yeah. performance. Uh, I'm gonna go with a four. I, I enjoyed this quite a bit. God, I, I think it's four. That's one star. Relax. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And you already know why. I mean, it's the, yeah, you like Dick Cheney. No, the thing's a big no. fan. I think the less you like Dick Cheney, the more you're gonna like this movie. So you remember that video? He's like, yeah, Guantanamo is they, they're in the tropics. <laughs> it's great down there, dude. It's great. Our prisons like Guantanamo. Jesus Christ. I think you, uh, like, yeah, I enjoy it. You guys well, drop that score. You guys know when like um like shitty restaurants will. Or not shitty restaurants, but restaurants will like put truffle oil on like their shitty like frozen fries, and then <laughs> that's that, that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I feel about this movie. I like those truffle fries. The truffle real truffle fries Yo, are amazing. Yeah, but like like exactly some of them will just put get like the cheap oil. truffle yeah, oil. Yeah, but I couldn't afford like, those on like shitty fucking fucking fries. fries. It was it was nice truffle. That's oil, what uh, Christian Bale is, and then. Yeah, Tr- Christian Bale is the the truffle oil on the, oh, come on. the cheap fries. You know what's uh, funny? It's that, snappier that, than that. That uh, main scene in the trailer where they're talking about how he wants things to be done if he's on board as vice, pre- as vice president. Mostly that was actually better in the trailer job. than the actual movie. I thought. I thought the the cuts that they had of him having that conversation was better in the trailer yeah. than the actual film. I, I would give it. I'm. I'll give it a two out of five. If I'm honest, um, jerk. Woo! 
I, I did not. I can't imagine watching this movie again. I didn't like. I think this could have been aside a really from like the information good it gives. I don't like anything movie. about it. Like War Machine, man. War Machine. I swear to God, it's so weird that they're the same movie almost. I think War Machine's better. Again, it's dealing why? with the singular subject. Yeah, so is this Dick Cheney? Fucking, it's a, a human life. There's nothing important it's... about his life except what he did. What I th- I think him being a, a I think him being this very very mysterious maniacal person is more interesting that than those events. I don't think he's mysterious or maniacal. He's just a selfish think, person. He literally I, I, became the CEO of a fucking oil company. Yeah, I would like to see that portion of his life. You guys ready to pick a movie? Yeah, yeah why not? Why not? We'll just wait. It's January. We all know what's going to happen I think in there's January. A, I think there's only one movie coming out this week. What? What's that? It's uh, Escape Room. Mm. Fuck, that looks terrible. Yeah, you know what? I think that's the only movie. I know that Tom really wants to watch it, so I guess we pick, uh, we'll pick uh, Escape Room. Are you sure? Yeah, I think you really want to watch it. We can uh, we can go back if you guys want. Um, I mean... <laughs> Uh, Shop- shoplifters? <laughs> uh, Vice, uh, not Vice. I'm Vice, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> rewatch on the, <laughs> on the basis of sex came out. Uh, when did it come out? It came out like last week. Last Do you guys week. want to hit up like uh, some Oscar, Oscar potential Oscar noms that we haven't had a chance to like swoop up yet? I think I've seen pretty much everything. Well, I'm, you know what, Harvey? Nice. You watched twenty I movies. Burn this week. Burn is supposed to be one yeah. of the best movies of the year. Bumblebee. I I, I did miss out on a. Uh, don't worry, he won't get far on foot. I guess I we can not. watch that. Yeah, that's what? one that I did miss. That's literally like seven months old. That's the only one I regret not watching, I think, for the most part. I'm I'm sweating right now, guys. Not because it's hot, because I have a cold. Oh, God. Oh, God. So, um, yeah, I think... Uh, Happy New Year's. I think Escape Room is pretty much the only thing coming out. Marwin? Dude, that, that got destroyed. Did it? Yeah. It looked terrible. It does. It, it, I thought it... Could be interesting, but nope. It, I saw the trail. I was like, "This does not look good." I'm so sorry. It looks like it could be like too whimsical, and um, it, it's a it's a weird story to a tough story to kind of handle too. It's a it's a weird story about like a weird subject matter, and it's like, like I don't know. I don't think it was gonna work to begin with. Sh- should we shelf this? I don't know. We could. I'm okay with that. Yeah, let's yeah. shelf it so we can get on with our. Uh, you want to do like a? Let's just do a. a Classic review. Let's watch something. A classic film. And review it. I mean, like an older film. That would. I mean, that would take a while. Do you think so? To decide. Yeah, we'd have to all decide. Well, first of all, we all we know haven't. Tom doesn't like watching classic films. That's not true. Well, I just don't just have be- time for it. Uh, let's go. <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. That's the best line. I just don't all have right. time for it. So this is it. This is the ten best movies of 2018. This is what you've all been waiting for. You're actually not listening to. To any uh, of our other episodes, and just wait for this one. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're assuming that they would have had to. Well, I guess if this is their first episode, then yeah. But uh, we're each gonna go around the table, talk about our ten favorite movies of 2018. Are we gonna do a particular order? Uh, I, I'm doing maybe the same as last year. Particular order. What? What? What do you mean? Like our films or us? Yeah, we're we gonna go around and be like each name our ten and then nine. Yeah, that's what eight. we did last yeah, year. Yeah, that's what we're okay. gonna do. Yeah, so um, that one person not talking for a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we should do it. I know Steve. He just went up to go use the little boys' room, but 
I don't know if he was saying he has a top five, if he's going to do 10. I don't know. Steve always tries to do some counter shit. Yeah, so. and all it does is upset people and, like, throw the balance of everything off. Pretty much. He fucks yeah. up what we're trying to do. But it sucks. Yeah, i say we just <laughs> actually... Will. He, um, I'm sure he has a ten, top 10. Ah, this one, this year know. was actually kind of difficult. Yeah, all right. So I will say this. Um, this year had a lot of good movies, uh, but it, last year had more great movies. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have any six out of fives this year. Yeah, that, yeah. This this year had like a lot of solid four star movies, but last year I feel like there were more five and four and a half star movies. I agree. I uh, agree. All right, Steve. Do you have a do you oh, have you do a, a top uh, five or do you have a top ten or are oh, you just? I heard you guys talking shit like five seconds ago. So you're gonna do a ten? No, I'm gonna do a ten. Don't all right, right, I got you guys. All right, because it would be annoying to go around because you'd run out of films first, or we'd have to start late on you. You see what I'm saying? So who should go first on the top ten of 2018? Sean. Sean, why don't you kick us I off? I got a man? list. Hold on. Damn. <laughs> he wasn't we ready. threw him up on the chopping block. He wasn't even ready. <laughs> I'm actually, I was not, looking at nudies. I'm actually not ready yet either. Uh, all right, cool. Well, I guess I'll go first. My number ten. It's a weird pick. Well, it's between one of these two films, and uh, I, I realized something. I think uh, you guys watch a lot more movies than me this year. Yeah, we, we are. You guys, know that, uh, yeah, you guys uh, stacked up on the, glad, the big I'm releases. I'm glad you realized that. That's a thing we already knew. Uh, but I picked. I, I tried to think of the films that I had so much fun with, and I just like, I was like thoroughly enjoying, and also did something different that made me really want to just kind of, maybe like feel like cinema's not dead yet. And uh, my number 10 is uh, a weird pick, but I want to pick Mandy, man. Mandy <laughs> okay. was such a fucking weird fucking psychedelic trip, and I'm, I'm just so glad I was on it. Uh, I, I watched this film, actually. Uh, I was, was kind of sick that day, and I, and I had some uh, NyQuil, and I'm like sitting there watching this movie, and I'm just like, it's like, fuck, this is great. Uh, and it's Nick Cage, I think. Not at his best. I think it's just Nick Cage being Nick Cage, and uh, the director... Uh, what is his name? Panos Cosmatos. Pa- Panos Cosmatos. I uh, watched his previous film, Black Rainbow, and I think I mentioned this on a review, is that it made me appreciate his uh, previous film, Beyond the Black Rainbow, so much more after watching this. And uh, uh, I just have an appreciation for style. I have an appreciation that he understands what he's doing and like what he harkens back to. And uh, I think this year, for at least 2018, like, 2017 we had a, a year of like blockbusters and like really heavy hitters i think 2018 was like a year of like fun movies for me and uh mandy was definitely one of them okay yeah, yeah it's number 19 on my list jesus i mean i saw like, oh yeah you watched like 20 more movies than se- I, I saw like 70 something i think yeah you actually did watch like almost a little over uh but like around 15 more movies than i did yeah so i mean 19 is pretty good there's a lot of solid movies how do you check year. how many movies you watched I just put them in a list as well, I go. Yeah, I put them in a list as yeah, I go. Otherwise, you have to count them. And then, yeah, I don't want to count them. Yeah. Actually, no, because last year it told me how much I watched in 2017. Oh, I'm talking about, uh, yeah, but that'll, I'm like, talking about 2018 like releases. Yeah, yeah, but then they'll tell you all the movies you watched. No, it's only logged. Yeah, but you logged shit oh, you yeah. saw. I put, two, that makes sense. I instantly put things into uh, the stuff we watch for reviews into a list by itself. Yeah, I do that too. Uh, what about you, Sean? What's your, what's your number 10? Uh, skyscraper. Oh wait, no, that's the worst. <laughs> that's my top ten worst. Sorry. Whoa. You just said a skyscraper, man. It was a hidden gem for me. That's so weird. I would love that if you were serious. Like if you had uh, some number ten, first reformed. 
First Reformed. Number 10, baby. Number 10. <coughs> you you like that First Reformed, huh? Yeah, I did. I yeah. got some thoughts on that, too. Number 10, boo. All right. Cool. Cool. I mean, it's your boy, though. Yeah. I mean, you could have bumped it up a little bit. Ethan, what is his name? Ethan Falcon or something? Could you say that again? Hawkmeister. Uh, that was a pretty good movie. I don't know if it's going to be on my list, but... Um, I hate you guys. Number 10 for me, we're going clockwise, I'm assuming. Um, my number 10 is a movie that Harvey just spoke about. It's called Roma. Uh, this movie was just far too beautiful to not make my top 10. Uh, can you let us know a little bit more about it? Director, maybe uh, actors in it, and uh, you know what the film's about? Like we did earlier? Yeah. Alf- Alfonso Cuaron. Uh, <laughs> you got uh, some people. Some it's people. On, it's on Netflix, though. For real, like this is um this is a top ten movie you could watch right now on Netflix uh, of mine. And I've recommended this to a lot of people. What, what was what was this shot on? Was this shot on a uh, film? Uh, it looks digital. Looks way too sharp to be filmed, but I could be wrong. Okay. Uh, that's my number ten. Harvey, I know your list is is difficult. Yeah, I it see Harvey's difficult. like I see like a giant it's, list, and I don't understand what it like. It's a, it's the a possibility format. it'll it'll uh, change. Does every movie got its own page? As of now. <laughs> yeah. It's like a computer paper Dude, stack. Dude, he has like three stacks of paper. <laughs> like. That's because it's easier to write on a stack. My number 10. Dude, did you draw my dick? Yeah. D- that looks exactly like my, like my <laughs> dick. <laughs> number 10. Sean's dick. Number 10, Shoplifters. Oh, it makes Oh, my God. I got to see it. Directed by Hirokazu Koreada. Damn. Top top ten the same week you saw it. That's a uh, Phantom Thread was in my top ten too. And yeah, we it. saw it that week too. It was also in my top ten, I think. Um, Funny how that works. Yeah, I'm having a tough time over here though, but yeah, that's my number ten. All right, Steve, kick us off number nine. Uh, this is a, another weird one, and I don't know if you guys will agree with me, but when I watched this film, I mentioned in my review, I, I had a smile on my face the entire time. I thought this film was just so quaint. I thought it was beautifully shot, and I thought everyone just gave a great performance. And I was just like, the best way of putting this film was charming. Like, I was just, it enthralled me, and I just enjoyed watching these characters on screen. And uh, can you guys give a guess? Uh, Last year, I wasn't a big fan of the other film that he released. I wasn't, it was good, but it wasn't like the biggest favorite. Uh, Avengers? What? (laughs) Avengers came out last year? Infinity War? No, it's uh, The Old Man and the Gun. Uh, okay. I, th- I thought when I first saw this movie, man, I just like... Damn, that made your top 10? Yeah, I mean, then it, well, you have to see. You have uh, 20 movies uh, on top of me, but... Uh, That's no, 44 no. for me. <laughs> really? That's crazy. How much movies did you see this year? I have a seven log it. That's crazy. What movie? Old, old Man, man and, the gun. and the Gun. I, I thought this movie just like... I don't know. It just it, it really gripped me. I don't know why. Like it just it. like it just grabbed me. Top, top and it was tens. such a simple story. And I love simple stories. I love just a story about an individual. And uh, it, like I said, it was beautifully shot. And I and I love the setting. And you know, it had that perfect perfect length. I thought the pacing was really well done. And even though I'm pretty sure not everything happened, even though it's based off of true events, and I know like probably not everything happened, it's still very very much entertaining. And uh, I had so much fun with this movie. Robert Redford does no wrong, I guess. I think it's a, a solid. It was, it was it was okay for you. Yeah, it's a solid and then, forty fourth. I don't know movie. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's crazy. No, no, I, I had a, top I had a tens are uh, you know very much. Like you know, I said, you know like, when this movie came out, he was like, "Yeah, I was kidding about that retirement shit." 
Was he really? Yeah. Well, oh. he said that. Uh, yeah, I didn't really mean it. I didn't yeah. mean it. All right. Uh, I don't know. It's Sean. just uh, yeah, oh. good times. Number nine. Number nine is uh, Annihilation. Really? Just number nine. Barely made my list. Number nine. All right. We're gonna have some. We're gonna have to talk after this. Why? Because it didn't make my list. Yeah. All right. I said just barely. Okay. Oh, oh, you're, you're I'm right. not doing you're all not. this banter bullshit. Well, I'm just saying, like, a, like, well, Steve goes hard on it, but like, I'm just I'm not going to fucking say actors and shit. No, oh, no, of just, course not. Of course not. I don't know. I just like uh, like talking about it. All right, my number nine is uh, this is where it gets. Uh, we were discussing this off air how your scores for films don't reflect the order of your enjoyment of like the film. You know, uh, for instance, this movie is nowhere near as well made as the previous film I put on my. My top ten, uh, and it's not even as highly rated in my on my letterbox, uh, but it's a very personal movie, and it was made for me. It seems, and there's like I have to put it on there, and that's mid nineties. Um, hmm. I thought you were gonna say Death Wish. Yeah, that's what I instantly <laughs> thought. Death yeah, Wish. Death Wish was made for me. What, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, well, you thought I was gonna go like a really low score, like a two star movie on my list. Winchester. No, it's still a four and a half for me, but the last movie was a way better movie. But the the feelings that I got during this movie and like how much it, it reminded me of my childhood and how beautiful it looked and I just had a lot of fun in this movie. Mid nineties. Cool. Jonah Hill directed it. Um number nine for me is uh, Annihilation. Nice. Yeah. Damn. Nice. Just barely, guys. Nice. Uh yeah, <laughs> it was a really cool sci-fi movie. Annihilation, and, uh, and it was like one of the earliest movies of the year that we saw too. Yes, it's a February movie, right? Yeah, it was, February. and it made top ten for mm-hmm. probably most of us. Yeah, let's go, Steve. Give it to uh, us. I'm, I'm gonna keep it quick since we're doing this quick now. Uh, another film. Uh, it's a nice little indie film that uh that it's I watched. Eight, right? Huh? Eight? Number, no, yeah, number eight. Yeah. Uh had a good time with this one. It was a lot of fun. Uh, not actually not fun. It was actually more emotional for me. Uh, I thought it just it just reminded me. I don't know. It just invoked a lot of emotions watching this film. Uh, it reminded me of youth and it reminded me of like growing up and uh, we, we the, are animals. the animals. Yeah. We the animals. We the animals. I thought you were saying mid nineties. No, we the animals. For me, at least, uh, and it was great to see that. Uh, this is my number twelve. I'm. I'm Dominican. I don't know if you guys know. No. No, but... Uh, Weren't you the he... father in the movie? I thought you played him. <laughs> I was trying to grow the mustache. <laughs> the mustache is very brilliant. He could have uh, played Freddie Mercury. He could have. Uh, no, this... Man, this movie invoked so much emotions, and it was just like... I thought it was so beautifully done, and uh, yeah, it left me kind of just speechless in the end. That, that's up there for me. Yeah, it's just like... I, I can't wait to see what this director does next. Hopefully, something just as good. All right, Sean, number eight. Number eight. What you got? Uh, this movie blew me away, dialogue-wise, tension-wise, cinematography. It was Not the a- first movie I watched in 4K, uh, The Ballad of Buster Shrugs. Ooh, All top right. ten. Top, top ten, man. All right. Fucking haters. 18 for me. Hmm. Sean, I think it's a good choice. That's a solid choice, for sure. Okay, cool. Number eight for me, we saw recently. Uh, goes against uh, everything 
You believe in? Yeah. No, but it still made my top ten. Because Aquaman. Boy, did I have fun in Aquaman. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the favorite is top ten for me. This is interesting. Um, I haven't la, seen this la, one. La. Number eight uh, for me. I think this movie is just performances are just ground shattering. Um, and I, I just it was just a fun fucking movie. It was like uh, Yurgos Lanthimos' most accessible film. Uh, it was his like awkward creepy directing um but washed away from his sterile writing so like he didn't have any i love his sterile writing i love it too I love but that shit but i think oh i definitely love it but i think this movie is just different in a good way i do think there's a bit of that in this though because there's some ridiculous lines in this that are for sure sad, but i mean when you compare it to faces. the lobster yeah. and dog tooth which yeah. i haven't even seen i was i was tempted yesterday i was uh or was it Yesterday, I went to go see Vice, and uh, I saw that the favorite was playing in uh, a few hours. I was like, I'm kind of tempted. Like like, it's like I should just do a double feature today. I was surprised it made my top ten, but uh, it did. I like I, I'm like I this director man is just ever since uh, ever since his last film. I'm like um, yeah. I, I, I like what he does. Harvey number uh, was eight. Yeah, number eight for me is uh, Roma. Mm. Um, I know yeah. that movie. Yeah. Can you explain who directed nice. it? Who's in yeah, it? Yeah, somebody's already talked about it, right? <laughs> Two it. weeks in a row, three times on like this show. Five times in a row. Yeah. Um, that cinematography, that alone, it's, it's a beautiful movie. Makes me just go clean up dog shit. Interesting. That was weird. I don't know why I said that. I, mean, I was waiting for the squish, too, between the car tires. <laughs> I was waiting for that to happen. <laughs> Uh, all right, cool. That's well, a fucking. Fun. Everyone should just get on Netflix because it's there. Stop watching watch fucking Bird Box. Yeah, stop fucking watching Birdman <laughs> Box. Birdman. <laughs> Birdman's a great movie. Uh, watch Birdman's head of Bird Box. Actually, Steve. Speaking of cinematography, I have another film that's just beautiful, just to look at. It's gritty and it's dirty, and just makes you want to fucking take a bath right afterwards. Number seven. But it's just so fucking beautifully filthy. That's the best way to describe in this movie. A Prayer Before Dawn. Some Prayer Before Dawn? Dude, I fucking Number love Number seven for Steve? Movie. Yeah, fucking gritty. I can fight. I can fight. I can fight. <laughs> I've never felt more foul watching an opening sequence in my life. <laughs> I was just like, well, you know what? <laughs> yeah, that movie's fucking brutal to look at. But it's shot aspect. on the Ari Alexa Mini and just, God, it just I've never seen something look so beautiful on a fucking Mini before. Mm-hmm. And I work on that shit, so I see it. like I see shit every day, but... God, they do such a great job with the lighting, especially at night. Fuck. Great fucking film. Like, cinematography alone, I would highly recommend this movie. Just yeah, yeah. Visually. Uh, yeah, that's my, that's my pick. What are we on, seven? Seven. Yeah. Um, seven. Seven. Uh, number seven for me. The movie uh, seven? That came out a while ago, dude. It counts. It counts. This movie uh, was a good time in my life. Um, <laughs> it was in the summer. It was nice. Uh, blind spotting. Blind spot. Right. Seven. This this movie was not in your blind spot. No, this shit was amazing. Okay, I'm down with it being on the top ten for you. Um, cool. Tom, seven. Seven for me What's is. What's going uh, on with you over there? Number seven is what do you mean? Number seven is uh, First Reformed. All right. I, I enjoyed right. this movie quite a bit. Um, I just, I I was just hooked. In my seat with this, it is such a slow movie. It seems, and it's very like, it's slow, but it's it's just so well paced. Like it needs to be that way. It, yeah, it, it's, everything, it's beautiful. 
It's beautiful. The, the way the and, dialogue's uh, th- delivered. There's this, like, there's a really, like, controversial ending with this movie that, like, I could see people going, like, I hate this. And then it took me a second, and there was a screen of blackness after it, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I fucking like oh, that. Yeah, exactly. I like that. You're damn straight. <laughs> It was like someone, some girl doing something to you sexually you've never even thought of before. Like you were like questioning the whole time. It's just like, I don't know if I like your finger up there, but yeah. you know what? After a minute. I think I kind of like it. <laughs> so thanks, uh, Paul Schrader. For so first reform is like the, butt. yeah, first reform is like the finger up your butt you didn't know you liked. All right. Harvey, can you just tell me your number seven before we make more terrible jokes? Yeah. My number seven is first reformed. Hey! Oh, more fingers in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we can follow that up. You got anything? Yeah, else to I don't. Say? I, it was a it was a weird watch, mm-hmm. like in the theater, and I felt uncomfortable. And it was so fucking good. I love that movie. I um, do regret not seeing it in the theater. Oh, you watched it at home? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that it looked great on screen. I'm not really sure what they shot it on, but um, we can find that out. Yeah. Super eight? It's, no, it's it was digital. It was digital. Uh, yeah, it did look great though. Um, yeah. Number six, Steve? Number six for Steve. This is a controversial pick, but you know what? Fuck it. I don't care. This movie, it's a recent watch. I fucking had so much fun. I am the biggest fucking fan. And I'm going to put this shit in my fucking Spider-Man, bro. It is the... I knew he was going to put it in there. I fucking love Spider-Man, man. Like, that's my favorite fucking superhero. You put Spider-Man in your top ten last year, too, which is funny. No, I put... uh, No, I didn't really. You might have, dude. No, no. You just can't resist. It was in my top 20. Was it? Yeah, okay, I really love Spider-Man. There was, a, there was another superhero movie in that top ten, though. No, no, it wasn't. Thor? Logan? Logan was in all Logan, of the top ten. Yeah, everyone, sure. Logan was Except in everyone's, film, yeah, everyone's uh, maybe, top ten. I don't know. I think it was like no, 12 but, uh, for me. I think visually this movie was astonishing. I love the fact that we get to see uh, uh, an unknown character or not really a mainstream character kind of come to light. And I think they handle all the characters well. It, it, it was... When it comes to, I think this is like the perfect movie you can really describe as like the Star Wars effect. And what I mean by that is just like, it's just like a fun movie. You know, it's not like inherently this like, you know, cinematic like, oh, this is changing the art form. No, it's just, which I think it does. Like it really, really brings to, uh, it really does change it like in terms of like art. But, you know, this it was just a fun cinematic, you know, blockbuster to watch on screen. And I had such a great time. And uh, again, Spider-Man is one of my favorite superheroes so fuck off if you have a problem with yeah, that yeah you put number 12 Spider-Man Homecoming last year really yeah oh I don't remember that at all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. damn I fucking mm-hmm. love that movie then mm-hmm. big fan of Spider-Man I don't know if you guys know Who's that? I'm rereading some of the comics right now Steve you, you want to know where know. I put it what trigger you uh, you probably put it for 50 23 man that's pretty good that's still pretty good for you superhero that's really good yeah yeah so you know right. I'll take that number 6 for Steve what about you, Sean? What's your number six? Number six. Uh, I'm glad to see this one uh, made everybody's list so far, except Steve. Um, Roma, number six. Oh, it's because I didn't watch it. Yeah, that's what I meant. If but I Ro- watched Roma's it, a good maybe. movie, man. It's a good movie. What if I watch it and I fucking hate it? You will not hate it. It's impossible. If you like <laughs> movies, you like mo- you will like this. I feel like hating your fucking like it'd be like murdering your grandmother. <laughs> Jesus. <Hating laughs> I don't know what deep. that means. <laughs> Uh, what yeah, do you Rome, pick? Rome is incredible. What do you pick? Uh, my number six is uh, aforementioned blind spotting. I remember I missed this episode and uh, I was like away or something, and I heard you guys talking about it. You guys, are like, oh, this shit's incredible. I'm like, wait, what, what, what? 
And I just thought this trailer kind of sold it as this weird, like, uh, fucking guy sees a, a black man getting shot by the police. He has to deal with those secrets in the underbelly of the... Like, I thought it was going to be that with a little bit of, like, maybe some comedy. But, like, it turned into this fucking beautiful buddy comedy social commentary. I loved it, man. This movie was just the most refreshing movie I've seen in, like, three years. Like, in terms of, like, how it was made. Like, I didn't know I needed that in my life. But I I did. And I'm glad it's here. Blonde Spotting is dope as fuck. Check it out. Yep. Uh, number six for me is If Bill Street Could Talk. Uh, oh, God. I was waiting for this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm surprised no one else has seen it yet, but I think y'all really should. He, surprised, uh, too. No, I'm going to see it. I just didn't yeah. have off work, and uh, you're you're not in a relationship and shit like that. You had a lot of time. You had a lot wow. Of time. <laughs> bitter. <laughs> bitter as fuck. Bro. No, I'm not bitter. Super, I'm just saying, I'm trying to, like, no, super personal. I'm, to, I'm like, super personal. I'm trying to realize, I'm trying to, like, put it together. How did Harvey go to the movies so much this week? And then you realize, so, like, he, yeah, Harvey, he uh, it's very easy to see movies when you're lonely. So, yeah. yeah. And he didn't have a woman. First of all, Harvey's not lonely. He has just. I honestly don't agree with that. I, I, I'm missing out on a lot of these theaters. I don't think any of it has to do with. Being, it's being because movie pass, man. Movie pass is fucking us. Yeah, yeah. He that has could have something to do with it. Yeah. No, it ain't that. I just like I'm just, just to let you guys know, I'm quitting movie pass and I'm joining a list with Harvey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll I'm talk done. about we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, I don't know who the cinematographer was, but well, Barry Jenkins always has like these great close up shots. Um, there are several in Moonlight that are that are beautiful and uh you know the same with uh beale street there's just these beautifully shot close-ups that um i don't know i think he's got the best close-ups in the game right now i mean <laughs> he's got the best close-ups in the game they're like just super revealing and they're always they always make the character seem i'll super tell you what i'm sure they're better than a uh, first man uh i think the cinematographer for that was uh was it michael michael j fox was it you know who have really good uh close-ups <laughs> <laughs> uh, P.T. Anderson. Yeah. Close up. Yeah, that was a fucked up Parkinson's joke I had there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number. We're now number five now. Steve, got another controversial pick, but uh, fuck off. Uh, this was hands down one of the best movies I saw all summer. I had. S- There's another another fun fucking film that just just kept giving to me. I'll the dogs. trailer. Trailer was so was fucking. Year. Fun and crazy and insane, and I think we're all just as pumped up to see this movie. We're like, the trailer looks amazing. The movie has to be just as good, and I think we all gave it close to like almost a good like. I think we all gave it around fours or close to five. Fucking Mission Impossible, dude! Like (laughs) this is the best fucking action movie of the summer, man. I feel like fourteen, man. I feel like that's the thing, though. I feel like we always forget about those like action movies in the summer when we see like a great one. I feel like we have to, yeah. At least have to bring it up. Our list last year had a lot of blockbusters, and I feel like that one was like that could have been easily just overshadowed with all these other films that came out. But uh, it, it was just I think that's how Hollywood should make action movies. I don't care what anyone says. If you're like, oh, how should I make my action movie? Just like watch Mission Impossible from, uh, just like what what was the one that really rebooted the series? Because I know three was Ghost Protocol. Was it Ghost Protocol? Yeah, from there on, just watch those, and that's how you fucking do action movies. And our boy Tom Cruise just doesn't stop running. I haven't. Uh, he has not stopped. I've been running. done a lot of Scientology roads. I haven't rewatched it on a TV yet, but um, I'm interested to see if it holds up. Me too. I'm gonna. Rent I feel it. like I feel like it's hard for it not to. If you yeah, if you watch it on 4K, 4K on no, 4K it. probably looks great. Yeah, yeah it looks phenomenal. It I feel like Steve's top ten is my top 
10 to 20. Probably. <laughs> no, probably. <laughs> All right, number five for Sean. Oh, shit. Um, number five. Um, Getting there. Halfway done, guys. I really dug this movie. Um, Did you? It was beautiful. Cinematography is great. Um, I don't know. I really like this movie a lot. There's something about it that the sadness in it really worked for me. Did you cry? And it was First Man. Wow. First Man. Did not expect that. That was in, my, I think, my top 20. I loved it, dude. It's in my yeah. top 20, too. Um, yeah. I think that, I, yeah, that that ending really, I think, really sunk it home for me. I was like, I think I... Was, uh, uh, it's literally like, number 20 for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I, I would I, I would admit, that I think that last scene, I broke down a first little bit. First and last scene are great. Yeah, the first and last scene, I broke down a bit. I was just like, I couldn't help it. It was so fucking just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Is it my turn? Yes, yeah. number five. No. no, we're skipping you. Number five for me. Uh, Steve brought this up. Oh, what is this? Uh, this is a, a Prayer Before Dawn. Oh! This movie is right up your boys' alley. I love prison movies. Never been to prison, but I heard it's Yeah, nice. you have a, like last um, year, uh, cell blo- uh, Brawl and Cell Block 40. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah that, that, that movie's kind of weird, though. It's not a, like a, a real prison drama. It's more of a... But you really love prison movies. I do. Start up is incredible. Amazing. Um anyways, yeah, this movie was just so fucking gritty and it just made me want to fucking punch things and shoot heroin and <laughs> I don't know. Just do things and lay in a cell with a bunch of people. Uh yeah, Prayer Before Dawn. Sick. Okay. Check it out. Glad uh, we both agree on that. Cool. Uh number five for me is the favorite. Uh, Ooh, look at that, Steve. Missing out. Apparently so. I fucked up this year. Sorry, man. I think... Do better uh, next year. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to talk anymore about it. I don't know. Yeah, it's Uh, great. It's a great movie. Uh, Steve, you should see it as soon as possible. Yeah, I need to. I I really like the director. Uh, All right, number four. We already mentioned it. I mean, I feel it's kind of just redundant if I just keep mentioning it. Uh, It's Blind Spotting. Nice. I fucking love this movie. It's just... It's just, I think it just does social commentary so the well. The fuck is like, umami ketchup? Yeah, it's just like, it's just everything. It's like everything I would think we would say in a group of friends. Like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, it's just, I don't know. It's great. I think it was a lot of fun. Um, I think nice. it, I think it just teeters the line very well, and it's not, it's not preachy, and that's the best part about it. It's not banging you over the head with like what it's, what its message is. It just, it just does it. it just. And really, really cool. Well done, fashion. So, yeah. That's number four, right? Duh. Cool. Okay. Number four for you, Sean? Number four. This was a big surprise for me. Um, the Star is Born. Really like this movie a lot. Wow. Who's in that? Um, who the fuck's in this movie? The Is Star it? is Born? Yeah. Yeah. Who's di- who directed that? Bradley Cooper and uh, Lady. Are you doing a bit right now? I don't know. Who is, what kind of movie is it? Uh, what the fuck are you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm at legit answer your questions. But yeah, it was a That's big the surprise. Best part. I didn't think I would like this movie because I, th- I guess we all were on board about the marketing being weird. Yeah, marketing was very shitty. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't think it was gonna be. It didn't seem like it was gonna be a bad movie. It looked like I've seen. Like, I didn't I think, think it was, was, I didn't think it was gonna be. I've an seen bad movies. Movie. It, it looked like it was gonna be very bad. I, I think. I don't know. When I saw the trailers, yeah. I'm like, it, like I've like seen sap. bad movies. It looked like pop and sap. Anyways, cool. Number four for me, I might be alone in this boat, maybe because nobody saw it. Um, don't worry, he won't get far on foot. This is a Gus Van Sant movie. 
Uh, uh, starring Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Jonah Hill, and uh, Rooney Mara, and Jack Black. I like those movies. Uh, yeah, this movie was one that just crept up on me. Nobody saw this movie, including the... I guess me and the guy, the one guy in my show in, in Manhattan on like a... So two people this saw this This was my movie. most attempted watch in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I own this movie on Amazon. I just can't put it on. I don't know why. It's very easy to watch. You need to put it on. No, it's not about being easy or hard. It's like, I don't know. It's something always comes up. Like, I usually fall asleep. Mm, always. Do yourself a favor. We're, we're in top five for me right now. Yeah. So... Definitely watch this movie. It's very, watch it. it's very heartwarming. It's Joaquin Phoenix is incredible. Gus my like number three favorite director of all time. Yeah, dude, so. and this is one of his most accessible films too. Not that his films are particularly inaccessible, but this one doesn't feel that a crazy yeah amount like him. But I, I love it, man. It's just so it's funny. It's hell. That's what people said about milk he needed milk. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, this might be similar to Milk, but more like mellow and heartwarming. Nice. Go see. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, please. Promise. That's what you said uh, six months ago. Huh? Number four. Four. Uh, number four for me is the writer. Uh, Ooh. You know this made a lot of top ten lists this year. Oh yeah. The, I uh, yeah, I fucked up. I, I put it on my like squeeze in by the end of the year list. I didn't get to it. Yeah. It's directed by uh, Chloe I Zhao, this. I believe. Um, this is an. A really great movie, and it tells a story that I think that we don't see very often. Um, it's beautifully shot and beautifully acted, despite not having uh, trained actors. Um, it's the real guy and and uh, members of his family, and yeah, some horses. Uh, I hope you all see it soon. I'm going to check it out. I'll try, man. Number three, right Steve. Before I'll I have watch. a girlfriend, so I don't know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you do have a girlfriend. <laughs> that's hard, man. Eddie has a job. Uh, not a fucking loser like you. So, uh, I watched this movie. Um, it's about the sad boy who likes killing people. He doesn't like doing it. He just does it just because I think he's just a sad boy. And he sometimes feels like he's not here. Uh, starring. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the film is uh, You're Never Really Here, starring Walking Phoenix. Really good. Very, very, just, just oozes just style and it just I don't know. It's a beautiful film. Uh, I don't know. I, I I look back at the year and I'm like, is like, do I really want these? I was looking at my top three and I'm like, is like, do I really want these top three in my list for the rest of the year? And I'm like, is like, I think so. Like these are the ones that I continually I, I always remember and I always recommend to people. So yeah, never you're never really here. Beautiful film, highly recommend. I think it was one of the first five out of. One of the first five out of fives I gave out, I think, that year. Nice. Or the beginning of the year. Yep. Nice. You. It's right. okay. What are we uh, on, number three? Number three. Okay, so, yeah, this movie is... Uh, I tell everybody about this fucking movie. Every chance I meet somebody, like I tell new? them, you got to fucking watch this movie. This is one of the greatest horror masterpieces I've seen in many oh, years. Oh, I know what this is. Hereditary. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Halloween. Everybody watch Hereditary. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, sorry. <laughs> Hereditary, nice. Yeah, this is, uh, guess what number this is on my top 10? 12. 12? 11. Wow. That was close. Oh, my God. Just busting through the gates, almost. Just almost. All right, cool. Number three for me. Tell me something, girl. I'm never going to do that I, again. I don't, don't understand. Worry. I don't understand. Uh, so, Sean brought this up, but holy shit, A Star is Born. This might be, like, the most talked about movie for me of the year. 
I talk about this movie all the time. Yeah, seriously, you won't shut up. I hear the songs come on the radio, and I don't hate them, and I love that. I usually hate everything that you comes on the radio. radio? Every well, time we no, have a- they sound like restaurants, oh, like, and shit. Every, where places- do you find the radio? This is the problem. Every time we have a get-together, you always have to put this song on. I also play it on guitar, too. And you play it on guitar. That's the worst part. It's great. Uh, a Star is Born, uh, Don't Let the Trailers Fool You. This is an epic scale movie i think in terms of like it's it's very adventurous it feels um it's not a sappy love story i think there's a lot to this movie there's a lot of layers to it and i love it and i think lady gaga's the goat speaking of that have you seen her documentary no she's like doing interviews completely topless that's great like you could you could stare at her boobs for a long time would you stare at them all right oh uh, yeah all right harvey what's your number three bro Top three. My number three is Won't You Be My Neighbor, a documentary about the life of Mr. Rogers, Mr. Fred Rogers. Um, I think a documentary, yeah. Uh, a documentary in the top ten. Yeah, wild. I had one in my top ten last year, too. Uh, uh, I'm Not Your Negro. Oh, the James Baldwin one. Yeah. Um, a documentary almost made my list. I don't think anybody else has seen this, right? No, I I've, seen seen I've seen it. Yeah. This is one of my uh, most attempted watches of 2018. Damn, you haven't uh, seen this either? No. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and it's in Harvey's top five. Uh, yeah, cried like a fucking baby. Half <laughs> the movie. Uh, I actually, I'm surprised that it's in my top five. I didn't see half of it because I was crying. Bro, uh, it's a great movie. Bro. Oh shit! All right, man. Well, wipe those tears away because Steve's got something good for us. Steve, number two. This is it. Wait, are we on two? Dude, we're on yeah, two. We're on two. Beautiful. Uh, apparently, everyone else thought this movie was fucking trash, but you know, whatever. Uh, my number two is Annihilation. Trash. Who thought that was trash? It's everyone else. 10. Everyone Not gave mine. it. Gave everyone gave it. Uh, it wasn't in the top five. That's the problem. Uh, yeah, had to be in top five. You know, five. this movie started like number one. Really? Yeah. It was number one for a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just a beautiful science fiction film. I, after watching this film, I instantly picked up the book, and it's nothing like the movie. It's completely different. But I think I think Alec Garland does an amazing job translating it. From book to film, and I love both pieces equally. I think it's uh, it's a like this film is a story about you know for me at least is a story about self destruction and you know humanity and it's and I think it's so beautifully told and that end sequence I think says it all when we're in a theater full of people and not one person said a word. It was like yeah, was complete awe inspiring silence well, for the, one of the most oddest moments in cinema because you had this like musical component and also visual component mm-hmm. and everyone's just kind of like experience it and I, I think everyone got it it was the the most chills i've ever felt in the theater it was it was very it was yeah it was in it was it was incredible it was very incredible experience <laughs> soundtrack was amazing disclosure it, it did not make my top 10 but it's probably like top 15. Oh, uh, yeah. Science fiction is just one of my go-tos. I don't know if you guys noticed last year, but Blade Runner was my number one. Same, uh, same. Uh, so this, uh, I was, I'm, I'm surprised that this is not my number one, so. Cool. All right, number two for me, for being a very simple, um, simply done movie and plot being very unoriginal, I think this movie was incredible, well acted. Uh, resonates with you really well. This, there's an ending sequence that's just beautiful and sad and incredibly shot. Uh, you were never really here. Number oh, two. wow. Uh, I, I think I missed that. Number two, you, you were never, never really here? here? Yeah. Okay. 
All right, cool. Number two for me. You're never really allowed. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. What's it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. So, won't you be my neighbor? I was, you know, kind of throwing you guys off a little bit, saying, "Oh, documentary and horror stuff." Yeah, I knew that you were going to. I know you, you, you know because you know I saw it, and if you know if someone saw it, you know it's going to be in their top ten. Just, yeah. it's just. So this movie, after I left, not only did I ball uncontrollably during, but when I left, I felt like I was floating in an abyss between good and evil, and uh. Tears were dropping on the sidewalk on my way to the subway, bro. Yeah, and, I was crying. <laughs> dude, to the subway dude. I was like trying to hold it in. You guys don't know what you're fucking missing, man. Like this movie is just. I'm gonna watch it, dude. It's it's right one it's one of the most beautiful fucking documentaries I've ever seen. Um, it it has this per- unique perspective about it that just like I don't even give a fuck about Mister Rogers. Like I I at least I thought I didn't. Like I didn't. Really you know he loved. You know you loved him. I didn't really though. I didn't watch them, but like, it doesn't even matter. This movie's just—it's here to tell you like how important he was and how beautiful of a man he was, like on the inside. Doesn't make you want to be a better person. It does, but like, it wore off at once. You know, someone made me angry. Once you got on the subway in New York, you're like, that shit wore off real quick. (laughs) No, but I do think about it from time to time. I still think about that movie a lot. Documentary in my top two. That's crazy. Yeah. Harvey, what are you thinking? My number two is You Were Never Really Here. Um, oh, that's another This movie also jam. hit me very hard. Um, wow. It's one of the most uh, depressing and uh, just loathsome <laughs> movie experiences I've ever had. I forgot to mention the pacing is really, really fucking good. Like, yeah. it's just like, I think it's just, oh, man. I felt just this overwhelming sense of dread. But there are also some beautiful moments like that lake scene that yeah. was just incredible yes incredibly shot and it was beautiful for sure um uh, yeah i don't know i doubt this went over well for like a large audience no like overall fuck them yeah i don't care this is an incredible movie yeah drum roll well speaking of dread this film uh, uh i guess yeah. it's my number one it just made me feel i've never felt more this I've never felt this way in a movie before where I felt like just like almost like empty. Like it was the weirdest film. I was just like it's just like why do I feel this way? And performances were beautiful and just visuals were stunning and just the whole film until the to the end I literally sat there in the room and I'm just in the dark and I'm like fuck crying like a little bitch. I was just like no, it's not even that. It just felt like you felt like nothing. Like that movie really just made you feel like just and I think it just did its job so well. Would you say that you felt a finger in your butt? I think I felt a little bit of a finger in my butt. What? <laughs> What's the movie, Steve? First Reformed. Look at that. My boy Ethan Hawk coming nice, through. Nice, nice. Uh, no, this, this, this. I don't. I wasn't expecting this movie to be in my wheelhouse. And when Harvey first gave his review, I'm pretty sure he was the first one out of all of us to see it. He, uh, he gave his re- review, and I was just confused. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, Harvey couldn't convey the it's emotions very hard to he convey. felt it's very hard in the film, convey. and it's just like. And the thing is, it doesn't do anything. Like it doesn't do anything stylistically jarring. Like this, the cinematography is pretty down. Like it's pretty like strapped down. It's like a lot of just like still Tripod shot. shots. Yeah. yeah, nothing too crazy. But it just the lighting and this, the performances and just the subject matter in general and how the way 
how the way uh God, what is the director's name? I completely fucking Paul Schrader. Paul Schrader, sorry. Uh, how the way he just portrays Ethan Hawke's character is just like has like someone so lost and like I don't know I think he conveyed humanity in the most perfect way like how the way we feel a lot at times I feel in terms of just like daily drudge and like the things that we have to deal with like, I, I don't know I think he just does a, such like a great job emotion wise and everything can be summed up like the entire tone and emotion of this film is like summed up in that uh, Pepno, Pepto-Bismol uh, scene oh yeah how fucking disgusting and just ugh. Oh, fuck dude but like that I don't know this film like if this is not for everyone I would not recommend this to anyone like I, it's hard for me to say like yes go I would recommend it to anyone like, even if uh, I don't them. like them fuck them yeah but like this is one of my favorite films of 2018 one of them seems to be your favorite yeah. no, no it is my favorite sorry but uh Nice. Shit was beautiful. All right, number one. It's a good movie for Sean. Uh, number one. Um, Actually, I don't know what yours is. The Black Panther. That was this I year. Never I never freeze. Was this year. No, Black Panther was this year. <laughs> it was this oh, year, dude. Shit. Yes, February. Um. Okay. Before I put my number one, I'm going to give some honorable mentions. Oh yeah. No, 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 we do that afterwards. So yeah, do that afterwards. Afterwards, because I was going to do it afterwards too. Okay. Uh, so yeah, this uh, movie resonated pretty hard with me. I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, I think it's a really good portrait of blurring the lines of like uh, fantasy element and a very surreal, grounded tone of a person's uh, life and their odyssey. And uh, the darkness and the dialogue moves really well. Uh, mm, the House right. of Jack built. It's one of my favorite movies of, or Holy it shit. is my favorite movie of the year. Wow, uh, I was not expecting this. Um, yeah. He kept pushing us to watch this. I understand that, but he pushed me to watch, watch a lot of things. Yeah, so teach his own, but this movie is incredible to me. I feel like wow. this is one of those movies that was made for me in terms of things that I'm into and, and the, just the history and life. The trailer made it look hard for me to watch, so I didn't watch it. But you know what? Number one. This is not a movie I'd recommend to everybody. This is a movie that just really worked for me, and I think this is probably his best movie to date. Lars Van Trump. Wow. You, you know the thing is you say that like but everyone's like everyone is saying that right now like really? that's the best film he's done in I'm like, sure. memory. I'm sure. I just the, the I just every time I hear Lars von Trier's name I think about the ending of Nymphomaniac. that infamous scene. And then I punch a you hole sh- in the you wall. Should, you should watch Melancholia. I know. It's incredible. It's just it's just Dog why did he do that to me? Just watch Antichrist. Why did he do that to me? Anyways, my number 1 as obvious as it may seem, everyone had this on their list, so it's no surprise here. Oh man, what is this? Uh, you were never really here. Um, this is my good time of 2018. It's different in the sense it's not as much of a good time. Um, it is very harsh on you. It kind of suffocates you with dread. Um, but it's the kind that I really like. And I there are just scenes in this movie that were like literally like watching like someone write a poem for me like it was, it was just so beautiful uh the whole time i felt this like undying sad connection with uh walking uh phoenix's character and i i've just i've just been thinking about it ever since like i've seen tons of movies i saw this earlier in the year and i've seen tons of movies since but like i just still think about this one it's incredible it's obviously not made for everyone, but I still challenge everyone to watch it. Yeah. 
And I, I, I just think it's that scene alone and the connections that you make three days after you watch it to his character, just they hit you like a truck, you know? I I was like, holy shit, he did that because this. Like, I was just like, oh my god, like, incredible. Those are the kind of movies I live for. Without him, I die. It's great. All right, Harvey, close us out, man. What's your number one? Number one for me, it's Hereditary. Uh, Ooh, nice. Ari Aster. I'm actually kind of surprised. The horror guy, you know, yeah. he's the horror guy. Are you? Yeah, kind of. Uh, I don't know. I was expecting something else. I don't know. I don't know what, but I was just um, not expecting this. Yeah, hereditary. Hereditary was like um, it was a it was a crazy fucking watch. And um, in terms of like a uh, movie like inciting emotions in me, I I was on fucking like the edge of my chair and like sweating throughout this movie. Yeah. Um, I, it's a it's a beautiful horror film. It's a beautiful film in general. Um, it's one of the better horrors I've seen in a really long time, though. Um, I put this like in my top five or top ten as far as like horror for like the past, I don't know, five, five, yeah, five to ten years or so. Mm-hmm. It's I love this movie. Well, um, I just realized some. No. Both of our our last few of our top tens have been some form of horror. I think 2015 spring was my favorite. I just realized that I think this year I watched the least House amount of, of horror. House that Jack built is uh, sort of is horror as well. Yeah, The Witch was up there for me too. Um, in terms of horror has been taking a turn, man. Yeah, I, was I like it. Um, it came at night was what? also up there for me. It's I think the same. It came at night was like it last year. At, it comes at night. Or it comes at night. Um, <laughs> it came yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Tony <laughs> Tony Collette's acting to. in uh, Hereditary was incredible. There's too. one particular scene where I was like, I felt like someone had punched me in the gut. Yeah. So this this one do- yeah. definitely gets my award of the the one film I try to see all year because every single week I'm like, you haven't seen this either. Oh my god. It's because. When I first tried to see it, I went to go see it with someone. They kept bailing on me every single time. And they're like, no, no, wait for me. Wait for me. And I'm like, I don't I'm, wait for it. I'm like, Nobody. No, I'll wait. That's why Harvey's every... lonely and he knows it. He just goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, in my attempt to watch it with another individual, that's what happens. Harvey, you have the right, uh, right uh, plan. Yeah, quit relying on other people. I know this man. will get no respect at uh, at the Oscars, but I think Tony so Collette's performance is one of the best. I think best it I've might. I think you'd be surprised. I think this might be up for something. You really I think so, it. I dude? It. I quote it's on, me on. It's on Amazon Prime. I right think now. if anything, I need to sit down and watch it one day. Quote her, me on it. Her acting was so great in that. Um, yeah, I very much enjoyed this. Uh, honorable mentions. Just run yes. through them real quick. I'm gonna run through mine real quick. I'm gonna no particular order. These are just some like ones that I I, I remember. That I really enjoyed this year. Uh, First Man is definitely on my honorable mentions. Uh, Thoroughbreds was like this random weird movie that we watched, and I'm like, "Fuck, man, that was like a lot of fun." And I feel like this, and uh, and I feel like it easily could. I mean, it did get just kind of like over, you know, overshadowed by so much, like so many other like great films. Uh, uh, Black Klansman. Let's not forget that Spike Lee joint. Great. Buster Scrubs. I don't, I don't know where we get this like random fucking Coen Brothers films on Netflix, and it's like, you it's like that right three up, years ago telling me that. Yeah, that's weird, right? Like it's just like ran. Like someone told me it was like, oh, you know, Coen Brothers released something. I'm like, fuck, really? Yeah. And uh, it was just, it's exactly right up my alley. I love anthology series. I love like anthology films. So I was, like, this is perfect. Uh, yeah. So that's like 
just little random picks that I thought of real quick. Sean, what's your uh, honorable mentions? Uh, number I did a top fifteen, so I'll just say real quick. Number eleven, I had um, the favorite. Number twelve, I had uh, at Attorney's Gate. Um, number thirteen, it came prayer- out this year. Yeah, uh, yeah, it came like a month ago. Uh, number thirteen, a prayer before down. Um, Too low. Fourteen, Mandy, and fifteen, the endless. Nice. Ooh, I heard about that. Nice. Uh, so some of the ones that just almost made it. Uh, Hereditary, literally number eleven, and that's saying a lot because I don't like horror films. Um, but I love that movie. Uh, We the Animals. Uh, yeah. sorry, sorry to bother you. I had a ton of fun with. I put that pretty high on my list. Um, searching. A lot of people didn't really talk about that too much, but I think searching was one of the most fun experiences I've had in a theater on the edge of my seat the entire time. Uh, we are no, sorry, not we, the animals, uh, American animals, very tense, very fun film. Uh, also underlooked, I think this year. And of course, annihilation and Mandy as well. Cool. American animals was like number 16 for me. She was great. Um, I didn't really order anything past 10, but, uh, yeah, eighth grade, definitely, like, it was on the edge, nearly made my top 10. Gucci. Uh, <laughs> First Man, uh, Star is Born, mid-90s, Destroyer, which I mentioned, uh, Destroyer is I heard that Star is close. Born is not top 10. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, I'm hurt. Uh, Thoroughbreds, uh, Isle of Dogs, actually, and uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I still don't think Black Panther should be up for Best Picture. Is it really up for Best Picture? Nah, they're oh. talking. They're talking. I mean, it it makes sense. It's definitely a uh, more of like a social or political move than anything, but it makes sense. Um, I don't think it deserves to be, but I wouldn't be mad at it. Wakanda forever. All right, <laughs> Wakanda forever. <laughs> Wakanda forever. All right. Cool. How about how about our just our some of our shit. Films real quick. I have a list. I'm just gonna say the names. Do five. Yeah, do I don't five. have a list. Okay, fine. <laughs> just like shoot it off real quick. Just but like y'all can talk about it. I'll, yeah. I'll go real quick. So number ten, skyscraper. <laughs> number nine, God super damn. troopers two. Number eight, death wish. Number seven, action point. Number six, hot summer nights. Um, number five, mute. Number four, slender man. Number three, the nun. Number two, Winchester. Number oh, one, a horror. Number one, the possession of Hannah Grace. <laughs> nice. That so, was worse than Winchester and the Nun. That was one Nun? of the worst movies ever made in history of time. <laughs> history of time, dude. It's, All right, here's my top. Movie. Here's my top ten worst. Tomb Raider, not good. Really? Yeah, it's not I good. I, no, think, it, I don't think it's worse. I don't think it was that. It gonna be. It wasn't that bad. I run through this shit. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, Super Troopers two. Okay. Death Wish. All right. Um, I fucking hate Death Wish. Like, I hate it so much. Seven, Cloverfield Paradox. Did not like. Uh, I really forgot six, Chance the Rapper's Slice. Fucking terrible. Uh, don't ever see it. If you're just curious about Chance the Rapper, just don't. Just fucking don't. Uh, number five, Little Stranger. Number four. <laughs> yeah, dude, I fucking hate them. It's literally the most bored I've ever felt in my life. Like that one person I quoted before. If you wanted, if you were gonna die in two hours, you wanted it to last as long as possible. See Watch that, that movie. movie. Uh, just, <laughs> Harvey's just raging. I mean, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not upset. It's interesting. I think there was a lot worse films. I just, I just don't remember ever being that fucking dreadfully bored. I actually enjoyed that movie uh, quite a bit. Yeah, you're a psychopath. 
number four. <laughs> number four, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. What a cheese fest. Uh, number three, Winchester. Holy shit, I can't. Number two, Action Point. Give it up, Johnny Knoxville. And Winchester's the- before Action Point? Dude, <laughs> Action Point was just fucking literally someone spitting in my face. Uh, and number number one worst film of the, the year for me is The Nun. It's just, it. I can't even, the, I can't. It, it just, I don't even know what happened in that movie. Harvey, do you have any uh, any particular ones you want to mention? Worst yeah, I, films? Did, I didn't make a list, but yeah, The Nun no, was bad. especially bad. Uh, what was the, uh, the Winchester, Winchester movie? The Winchester movie. Super Troopers, Action Point. Super Troopers, Action Point. Action Point, I fucking got it. Super Troopers and Action Point, they were just so difficult to sit through. Um... Was the foreigner this year? No, no that was last year. No. Was it? Yeah, it was in October last year. Oh, okay. I remember because I was actually kind of excited to see it. Um, oh, you're right. Okay. All right. Well, for me, no particular order, but uh, this one, mute. Super disappointed in mute. It was just like it was just so messy and convoluted, and it sucks because it came from what a it came from a really you know reputable you know. Uh, it was director. this year's Jupiter. Ascending. Ascending. Yeah, yeah. It was just so disappointing because it's like I expected something, you know, at least anything. Uh, right after that, it's another science fiction film called The Cloverfield Paradox. This is a fucking train wreck of a film. Uh, I was just blown away that they actually released it. Uh, it, it just, I, I, read, I read more about it and it's just like it blows my mind that this it even existed or even they try to make something out of it. Adrift. One of the most predictable, most bland things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, uh, so fucking predictable. It was really bad. Next is The Nun. I don't like this franchise anymore. Or I don't like what they're trying to do with this franchise, The Conjuring Universe. I like The Conjuring 1. I haven't seen 2 yet, but I heard it wasn't as great as the original. So it's like, I think these movies are just going to keep getting worse. Uh, They've all turned to shit. Yeah, this Even this insidious. is this is the reboot no one ever asked for, but for some reason we fucking got this year was Death Wish. I've never wanted to fall asleep more in a movie theater in my life. I literally sat there and I I'm pretty sure you guys were with me. I'm like it's like I want to go to sleep. A little stranger, man. I was like I really, but I can't. Uh, next, uh, Winchester. I'm pretty sure the guy shot another shot a ghost with a gun. Doesn't make much sense, but you know at this point I really don't care. It's a special bullet. Bro, fucking, how to have faith? Uh, next one was Super Troopers. I think Harvey described it best. It's one of the most fucking, like one of the hardest movies I had to actually sit through. It was just cringeworthy. Wasn't funny. Out of touch. Out of date. What were they yeah, thinking? I think my review was this wasn't. This wouldn't have been funny even in two thousand two. Yeah, it was just. It's just bad. The jokes are just it's outdated. No strange wilderness, right? Yeah, yeah. jokes are outdated <laughs> and just shitty. And then, last but not least, I think it's all on our list. Action Point. Why did why did Johnny? I feel like I feel bad for Johnny I Knoxville. We, I can't believe we did it an episode. Almost. Like like, dude, Jesus I can't believe Johnny Christ. Knoxville actually released this. Like, like, come on, dude, you can't be that desperate. Yeah, and the stunts were just people falling on like ladders. And wasn't that funny? <laughs> That's no, the worst. Nobody part. put the week up on their list. Yeah, I like that movie. I, I, I thought about the, that. I don't think the week up is a uh, bad uh, movie. I, I, I yeah, like that. that show was funny. I thought it had funny moments. I didn't think it was a shit movie. I can't I, I can't like put a movie that I actually laugh at. That far on the, down on the list, yeah. the, the my top ten worst movies are literally like I abhor them. Like I fucking like it was painful. A while, I would right? also put yeah. a Rampage up there too. Oh, yeah, you yeah. saw Rampage. Yeah, Rampage I put Skyscraper on my list. Oh, fuck man! All right, let's talk Great about flick. some more shitty movies. No, no we can't. No, we, we got we gotta go, man. Homie, see.
All right. Uh, I say we play the game. Uh, I'm tired of losing, so I refuse to play the old way. So I want you guys to roll. This is not going to be good. Play the rules, please. Yeah, well, Harvey We're going to play Get Wrecked. I'm going to recommend a movie to the person who rolls the lowest number on the 12-sided die. Uh, I have immunity because I lost two weeks in a row. <laughs> um, it's a weird laugh. <laughs> like a very creepy laugh. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick. It's the best right. I can do. Here we go. Harvey rolls. Got a three. Yeah. You not, lost. Not the best. <laughs> not his best we'll work. Nine. Nine from Steve. Steve. If I get a one or two, I'll feel like an idiot. <laughs> I'm going to have to recommend a movie. And I, I'm not ready. Eleven. All right, here we go, Harvey. I'm gonna payback's a bitch. All right, Harvey, this movie I saw it like maybe a few months ago, but it's time someone like you and your stature. That race? Is that a race thing? No, no, no. <laughs> race thing. Someone like you, dude. I, I just realized that sounds awful the way yeah. I said that. I meant to say like someone who enjoys like body. But you like, you body like Paul as it said like you. Someone like you. I was like of your nature. I guess I meant to say of your nature. Someone who likes. Uh, gory body horror or something. I don't know. Anyways, have you seen Bone Tomahawk? No. I would like you to see Bone Tomahawk. I think it's very underappreciated. That came out in 2017, right? Yeah. Or was it? Last year, yeah. Okay. Check out Bone Tomahawk. Wait, that didn't come out last year. It did. It did? I thought it was like 15. 16, maybe. Oh, God. 16 I or I 17. A long time ago. Yeah, Dude, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that movie's that old as we can be that old. Last two years. All right, Bone Tomahawk. Let's do it. All right, cool. Uh, it's on Amazon, right? Maybe, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Do the Right Film. Um, Last one of 2018. We did it, guys. We survived. We all survived. Yeah. You Happy will be New here. Year to everyone. Yeah. Welcome to 2019. When you're here, this, it'll be 2019. We did it. Yeah. By the way, we got the big uh, 100 coming up. Yeah. Oh, we Wait, do. What episode is this? It's like the 97th episode. Yeah, it's 97th. So 100 is coming up. We're having big plans, guys. Big plans. Be prepared. <laughs> we don't have any plans. <laughs> take, take off work. Take off work. We got big plans. Cool. Uh, yes. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, you can check us out on social media. Do the right film on uh, pretty much everything. Do the right film underscore podcast on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a website. <laughs> do the right film.com. You can go on there. And listen to some episodes and uh, tell us what you think of our top 10 of the year. Let us know if you want. Well, I don't want to know if you disagree, actually. But I do want to know uh, your top 10, though. Is sure. there something that none of us saw and you're surprised that none of us saw? It? Hit be, us up. That'd be great. Uh, yeah. We're also on uh, Letterboxd. Really hoping you can Barack see our top 10s on with there. His ten, uh, top 10 list. That's what I'm Who? hoping. Brock yeah. uh, drops that out. Yeah, I think I, saw, I think I saw a glimpse of it. You he did? did. He dropped it. I mean, he want. I want him to. Yeah, I think he up. had blind spotting on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We're also on Letterbox. You can find us on there and uh, check out our lists again. They'll probably be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be very helpful if you could leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast subscription or streaming app you're using. Um, for sure. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Yes. Thank you for listening, guys. See ya in 2019. Toodle. And we still need a catchphrase. <laughs>